Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. Don't forget to catch us on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Also available for our downloads for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com, both for Apple and Android podcasting as well. Glad to be back in the saddle again after uh, taking a look at what the kids are going to school. We've got all this other stuff that's happening I leave, and it looks like the whole world going to, well, you know what, and we'll get into that during our third hour with uh, General Greg Zanetti. We're going to jump right into the conversation about the Afghanistan, Kabul, try to get a, I asked him to come in today. It's like, we have to understand what's happening internationally, and uh, rather than uh, sort of guess and uh, give some sort of opinions, we'll, we'll actually delve into the issue with a man who's been there, done that, and a brigadier general uh, at that. So we'll do that during hour number three. We've got D-Dowd Muscat. So good to see you. D-Dowd, how are you? Uh, welcome back, young man. You've yeah. uh, had a, a few days of rest and recreation, and uh, fortunately, the place isn't on fire. The walls are still up. Yeah, uh, all the working. stickers are still on the glass. Uh, the, mic, the mics still work. <laughs> and uh, I had a very, uh, let's say, Interesting uh, experience with some of those ladies last week. I uh, I think you know I got a lot of comment from people, and uh, I think we uh, we kept the flag held high here. There in the you people. go. That's uh, that's important. I'm glad you did. I am running for mayor unofficially. I will be on officially as of Tuesday. It looks pretty good. I'm excited about it, and uh, we are moving forward with that. I feel so incredibly motivated and excited. You cannot believe the tremendous amount of feedback that has come in. You guys are excited about the opportunity we have a republican on the ticket ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it yeah it really did and we did it amidst the chaos and everything else and i've been talking to one republican after another and uh, boy a lot of independents and a, a few democrats as well and they're excited about uh, the opportunity to change the city i understand that mayor keller got booed over at Summerfest out there nice. yeah he got uh, he got the full bull uh and then you saw the, uh, what is it, the USL team that we have here, the New Mexico uh, United. Uh, they're now six out of seven in the table, right, in the standings that are out there. But it we're talking about to hear that. I, I'm all about it. Put that thing on the ballot. Stick it out there. I guarantee that the voters uh, of Albuquerque, New Mexico, are going to vote that thing down. Uh, timing could not be worse. We have so many other priorities. I will roll out the full platform for everybody to go ahead and uh, sink their teeth into, and it'll be very easy. That's one of the things I did while I was gone. You want to hear about some of the things that I was doing? I was hanging out with the kids, going up to the uh, Lodge of Chama, having a good time, going fishing. Uh, the little one, boy, he was on fire. You know, <laughs> he, he always is. He, he went in very aggressive for fishing uh, before anybody else yanked a fish out of the lake. Uh, yeah, the, the six-year-old out there just yanking fish out of the lake, and uh, we caught up. We Him and I uh, ended up with a... Uh, Grand Tally of 15, we got beat by another boat that was very aggressive, wouldn't come out of the water. And You know, with a six-year-old, we took a lot of breaks. Let's just put it that way. And uh, the one that got away uh, ended up pulling uh, one of the poles from the boat. So we had uh, Loch Ness Monster the in there. Boy. Yeah, the big boy pulled it and uh, probably swallowed the rod hole. I've never seen a, a rod move faster into the lake than that. Wow. And uh, thanks to all of our guides, the wonderful people who uh, put up 
with us, although they didn't have to. My kids are very well behaved. I'm sure the boys were masked the entire time. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, every day. <laughs> uh, it must be annoying as I'm talking about the open air of northern New Mexico and all the good things going on. And as I'm driving back, I literally see a motorcyclist who has his mask on but no helmet. Yes, <laughs> ladies course. and gentlemen, spotted in the uh, state of New Mexico. Yes, a motorcyclist with a mask and no helmet uh, driving through. Boy, just... We've got to do something to improve. I saw I sent you a few graphics. Please don't talk about those, Dowd, until we have a chance to confer on those. And one of the great things that happens is you get a lot of time to think and speak to people and talk and plan. And, you know, it's it's amazing how things are coming together and uh, how Albuquerque is just absolutely mad as hell. And they're not going to take it anymore. And we're going to lead the charge. Uh, Rebecca, Natalie, you know, Dowd, everybody out there. The people who love this country, we're not going to go down for the count a second time. It's just not going to happen. Uh, we don't mean any disrespect towards anybody who wants to go ahead and abide by and do what they need to go uh, and do to keep themselves, especially if they have comorbidity. But, folks, Belen School is already shutting down. You have Los Lunas School District is already shutting down. But we just w- open back up. School boards are going to do everything they can to take us back down to fear the Delta. Uh, I can't imagine the amount of duress that you're all going under, and you have no idea you're listening to the news, and all of a sudden the Delta's out there, the surge is on, get masked, get tested, get masked, get tested. Meanwhile, you have all the people in Michelle Lujan Grisham's camp just jumping ship. We're out of here. Health Secretary Part Due is out. And, you know, we are continuing to just, Put the pressure because we do not want to be treated. Other states get treated with a hell of a lot more respect than we do. And the good people of Albuquerque and the rest of the state of New Mexico don't deserve the way that we have been treated with such disrespect. We are on our last legs. Like at no other time, our backs are against the wall. We've been pushed to the limit. You're mad as hell. You aren't going to take it anymore. And we're going to help you lead the way, especially during our November 2nd mayoral election. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, uh, thoughts of my, you know, people were saying because I wasn't on the radio that I was out of the mayor's race. <laughs> like immediately, like, like, have to do where's Eddie? Did, uh, did something happen uh. to him? Like, this is going to happen. There's so much misinformation mm-hmm. that's out there. And what was really interesting, if I could just go ahead and comment uh, for a moment here before we get to all the other news that we're going to cover here this afternoon. <laughs> After the article came out and only the Albuquerque Journal and KRQE covered my... Uh, entrance into the race, 3,305 signatures. You guys did it, Albuquerque. You guys did it, okay? Little little AM radio station at the end of the dial. Actually, very powerful. No chance uh, of making the ballot. Yeah, no chance. No chance. Not going to happen. We're all going to laugh in your face. That's very funny. I'm like, we're going to get a Republican on that ticket, even if I have to be it, and I was it, and we are it. And there was no coverage whatsoever. Four didn't pick it up. Seven didn't pick it up. And everybody just went to like, shh. And did you notice there was no news the rest of the week on the mayoral? The the city of Albuquerque is reaching its absolute worst crisis as far as crime. The saddest thing happened on Friday. We will get into that, as you all know. Young man losing his life in his schoolyard. On top of that, a fighter, a local fighter, the night before at uh, Ojos Locos. And there's no mention of the mayor's race. Tim Keller's getting booed. We've had a a sheriff who's been in office for how long and crime isn't improving. You know, we've got to get a whole different attitude here in how we approach things. Got to fight for New Mexico, got to fight for Albuquerque. 
I don't know if there's much fight left in some of those people out there. They're just happy to go ahead. No, you know what they will fight for? Oh, yeah. They'll fight for public money. That's right. They'll fight for your taxpayer money so that they can go ahead and fund their campaigns. And here we go. We bring this on within 15 days. We get on the ballot and we're going to do a bunch of small dollar donations to get out there. Not just do that, but win it to change the attitude because we can do it together and we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to take the fight to them every single day out there in Albuquerque and let people know that we're fighting for them. I'm sad. You're sad. We're all sad, but getting sad and, you know, weeping about it isn't going to improve our situation at all. I realize there's a great big country out there and there's a lot of other places that people want to go ahead and move, but we want to keep our people here. What can you do to make it happen? Well, part of that is uh, changing the people who, who've been running this state, who've been running this city. You've got city council elections. You've got school board elections. How key are those this year? How key is it for you to participate, to get involved, to get motivated? Give it all you got over the next 75, 80 days here in the city of Albuquerque. And you're going to come away knowing that you left it all out on the field and there's nothing else that you could have possibly done. Because I can guarantee you, if we don't have a good showing and conservatives and Republicans and independents don't come out and say, you know what, we're mad as hell, we're not going to take it anymore. We don't take that fight to them. There is no 2022. You're going to get this all over again in 2022, over and over and over. They're going to think that you like it. And the news media is going to put a big, happy, smiley face on all of it. Notice all the coverage by KOB Channel 4. And here's what Tim Keller's doing. And, oh, here's this program that they implemented. And that Thursday and Friday, what is it, the preventive measures that they were putting out as far as those reports? Do a little bit of, uh, what would you call that, proactive uh, <laughs> news storing? I, I don't know what you call it. But it's all BS at this point. It doesn't matter. You can't put lipstick on the pig of rulership any longer here in the state of New Mexico. I'll get blacked out, blocked out absolutely everywhere. And we won't care. We don't mind. Okay? We're going to do it here within this little radio station. And we're going to stand up for principles and values, fighting crime and corruption, increase commerce. We're going to do absolutely everything. I've met with our team. We've got a full-fledged team on the ground, on social media, where I don't even play. I just get all these random messages that start coming to me. And I'm like, what, what is that? What is, wow. I didn't realize it. Just tell them I hate EddieAragon.com. How about that? We're not going to engage that. We've got bigger fish to fry. They want to go ahead and roll me through the mud. I don't care. I only care about the city of Albuquerque and the state of New Mexico. Because that's what we can control. And I think we can make it happen. So many of you stepped up to the plate. We appreciate each and every one of you. I'm glad to be back. I'll be here full time from here all the way through the election. Yes, I won't miss a day. Come midnight on September the 2nd, you won't hear me talk. You won't even hear me say the word mayor. You won't hear me talk about one more thing. Check your Or lawyer. city manager. Or city manager. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can't talk about that either. Won't be elect me, do this, do that. You know, the media is working overtime. And we're just going to start right here, shall we, since we're just opening this up. Since there was no talk about the mayor's race yet, all uh, Tim Keller was on on Thursday. As soon as I made the ballot, TJ uh, uh, Trout has him over on Thursday. You got Manny on at 5 o'clock over at KKOB. I'm not trying to drive listeners away, but if that's what you think, like, here's what that radio station has become. 
Howie's on. Uh, I think you got Brian Colon on. You got Mayor Keller on. And you got uh, Manny Gonzalez on. on. Oh, Alicia yeah, Keys. That's yeah. right. Tony what Bull do all those people Bull have in common, folks? <laughs> what do they all have in common? They don't have your interest in they common. They are Democrats. <laughs> they are Democrats. So understand that. You guys complain about the leadership and the level of leadership here. We as Republicans and as independents here in the state of New Mexico, we're the majority. They no longer have the majority. They're at a, a voter registration of 46%. For those people who would provide the argument to me and they say, what are you going to split the vote? What are you going to split the vote? Oh, I didn't, I'm not a registered Democrat. I'm a Republican. Those two are going to split the Democrat vote. They can split it apart. 23-23. We'll take the majority. We're going to take it from them because they aren't going to give it up. And this is going to be the fight for your life. And I hope that you're ready for some fireworks. I really do. I'm looking for some political fireworks. Joe Monahan did a lot of defense today. Check out the Joe Monahan blog uh, there, D. Dowd Musk. I know uh, how avidly you get up in the morning. You can't wait to <laughs> read the I first check. thing. Yeah, the, what Joe Monahan has to say in his blog. All it was was defense, defense, defense. Not only that, they went and took it up another notch. Joe Monahan's now doing interviews. He did an interview of uh, Chief Medina. When's the last time you've seen that on the blog? We did an hour long, two hour long, whatever interview you do. That's defense, folks. They know that we got them on every single issue. They know that you're angry. They know that you're upset. And they know that, whoa, Eddie Aragon's in the race. Republicans in the race. They have a chance. We're going to split the Democrat vote. So all this falseness that's going on about conservatives and all this other mumbo jumbo that they keep, this is all in an attempt to confuse you. They will gaslight you and confuse you daily. Be on the lookout. Remember, the devil separates, God unites. Not to get biblical here or spiritual, but this is spiritual warfare here at this point in one of the uh, oldest parts of the country, established even before this country was established, believe it or not. And we have a lot to be thankful for. We were established on many of those conservative, dare I say, Republican values. And, you know, we got to teach those Republicans up in Washington, D.C., how it needs to be done here. We could issue a blueprint straight out of this municipality straight out to the rest of the country. Can you imagine the success story that we could possibly have? And in an off year, they're going to be paying attention to this race for not the, uh, not the fourth highest, or excuse me, not the 10th highest, not the fifth highest, not the fourth highest, but the third highest year over year homicide growth in the entire country. The only two places that have a higher year over year growth is Portland, Oregon and Rochester, New York, in terms of percentages, year over year. We're out doing Chicago. We're out doing St. Louis. We're out doing all the big cities. Do you think uh, leadership needs to be replaced? I think so. I think this city needs a new attitude, new direction. And I think we can start helping here in the most populous county and the biggest city in the state of New Mexico and hopefully turn it around uh, for the rest of the state as well. 550-5500, check on weather and traffic. With Rudy Grande, who's a little bit uh, under the weather this afternoon, but he's uh, hanging in there. I told him, hey, hang tough, Rudy. Let's check out weather and traffic. All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather. Looks like it's going to be a fairly decent week. I know some clouds out there now. Not much of a chance of rain out of those. It's uh, 86 degrees right now at the Rock of Talk, and we've got some slow traffic coming away from Kirtland Air Force Base right now. On uh, the I-25 northbound, the trip really spoiled there from Gibson 
all the way up to Central and even getting to the I-25. Gibson from Yale west on Gibson to the I-25 also under 10 miles an hour. If your drive takes you in Rio Rancho, get ready. It's going to be a little bit slow as you wind your way out of Rio Rancho. The worst of that seems to be up ahead, though, on Coors Boulevard from uh, looks like Lauria all the way over to just beyond Montano Avenue. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Monty Cigar Shop. We had a great time there Friday. A lot of people came in. Monty Cigar Shop has the hugest uh, humidor in Albuquerque, in fact, in the entire southwest. you got to go in and see it. 2,000 types of cigars, and you got great prices on all of them. Monty Cigar Shop on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, 422, back in four. We'll be back with uh, Rudy Grande. One more check on weather and traffic. Lots to get to here this afternoon here in the Kiva. We'll talk about the Rona Rumble. Yeah, more on crime, politics. And uh, we're going to start first with uh, the misinformation coming out. Well, the Albuquerque Journal, as they push, uh, they say that donors are supporting Gonzalez. We'll do the uh, money-for-money exchange between Keller and Gonzalez. It doesn't look good, but they're still both begging for money and going after each other. 423, back and forth. Oh, The best website and app for radio is abq.fm. Over 60 stations to choose from, including classic rock, grunge, R&B, country, new wave, trance, even faith and gospel, all at abq.fm on your mobile device or computer. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone. Give us a call and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 
856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883 3683. Pet Food Gone Wild, located in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full service dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time, cats too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to solve pets' anxiety from summer thunderstorms. Come into Pet Food Gone Wild for calming treats, 10% off, pets.theplaceilike.com. Get your mobile coupon and tap to call Pet Food Gone Wild at pets.theplaceilike.com. Twenty-seven here in the Kiva City of Blinding Lights. There, a little U two, and some misinformation coming out. We'll check on weather and traffic on our way out uh, with Rudy Grande. But uh, some misinformation noted in last week's uh, Albuquerque Journal. I want to thank. Uh, let's see who did this story. I forget uh, on me. She was very kind, very nice. Uh, I'll have to actually pull it up. Jessica, what's her what's her name? Anyway, uh, very nice. Uh, when she did the interview, I think she did a pretty even uh, release and all this. And then, you know, just the previous day, it's they had known that we were already going to make it. So here they go. They amplify this. This is the way the media changes and shapes you. Okay. They want you to think that, oh, there's some momentum here. You better jump into this. Uh, read me the last couple of lines of Joe Monahan's blog, if you would, from today, Dow. Uh, I would love to, but my computer is crashing. I'm, what? I've been dealing with it for the last ninety minutes. It's a nightmare. Really? I'm oh, just I'm here. So I'm just here for my sparkling personality today. Oh, well, Hopefully, we'll have it up. It, it is certainly uh, very, very sparkly, very, very <laughs> blingy, very blingy. Okay, so this is the. Uh, I'm working the problem, as they would say in Mission Control. I'm working the problem. <laughs> a senior alligator comments on the so far forlorn mayoral effort of Bernalillo County Sheriff Manny Gonzalez. The Gonzalez campaign is as inept as APD's crime-fighting efforts. Maybe a tad tough uh, on Gonzalez as well as APD, but outside committee supporting Gonzalez Save Our City is putting up a fight with a brand new video. The crime wave is killing Albuquerque to save our city. Mayor Keller needs to go. Well, there's no doubt about that, but if you don't have money, you don't have access, and uh, you have no momentum, and you're not a Republican, pretty hard to go ahead and do that. I like how the soft sell is coming from uh, quote, quote unquote, quasi-conservatives out there, and uh, you know, we as Republicans and we as uh, independents really need to move this city uh, in a, a brand new direction, and that hasn't happened. That's not something we've been given by a Democratic administration. Manny Gonzalez is a Democrat. Tim Keller's a Democrat. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you at this point. 
they're splitting their own vote. We need to focus on stuff going forward. And they say donors continue to support Gonzalez's mayoral bid. Completely and totally misleading because the PACs that are behind him, okay, have $121,000 in hand, but he's only got $20,000 in seed money. And I think they refiled. And you can look at all of these ethics complaints that come out, okay? The ethics complaints that are there. And uh, when I met with the uh, city clerk uh, last week, uh, you know, I said, is there a place where you can look up the ethics complaints that are there? And sure enough, there they all are. They're just sitting right there. And there was three against uh, Manny Gonzalez, which I found quite interesting. And there's one that was going to be removed uh, by uh, the, and then they refiled again. So I'm like, uh, why are these two guys fighting in the midst of this huge crisis? Democrat about, on Democrat crime. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. The Democrats are pretty good at splitting just about it, you know, dividing and conquering. And now they're about to divide and conquer them selves in all this. The campaign, by the way, for Manny Gonzalez has uh, $26,000. Okay, I don't know what to say about that, but that certainly doesn't look like someone's going to remove Tim Keller from that, and uh, he certainly came into the office here, so I want to remove Tim Keller. Meanwhile, Tim Keller is sitting on, uh, according to the latest, $602,585,000 in addition to some PACs that are behind him, which are going to do whatever they can to raise even more money because he's the incumbent in the middle of a flailing uh, city. Now, these uh, people who have gotten involved with the other PACs come from some pretty interesting places because I have yet to have a good conversation with them, and I'm not sure that these people feel that empowered, like they're going to be able to remove Tim Keller because Tim Keller didn't come on the air at KKOB until... I got into the race. Tim Keller isn't out at Summerfest until I got into the race. Tim Keller isn't suddenly making public appearances until I got into the race. What am I, three years older than Tim Keller? What have we, how many signatures did we garner for to impeach MLG? How many times have we gone after Tim Keller on just about it? Who's keeping the murder mic meter that's going on all the time? Where is Manny Gonzalez getting all, well, we'll just co-opt Eddie Aragon's show and all the other stuff that's out there well, okay that's fine i mean anything that'll change it but if you're not raising the money you're not getting it done and you're spending your time spending money on big dollar uh attorneys chasing public money it's not exactly a conservative approach is it so this article is completely and totally misleading meant to generate even more funds for the political action committees that are there now, a lot of questions coming in, and you're welcome to go ahead and ask just about whatever you want. Uh, I really don't care. Remember, I don't screen calls. Oh, I found out uh, that other stations have uh, call screeners, and they have a block number on that. Did you know that? Uh, I was told that last week, yeah. Really? I'd never uh, heard of that before. I didn't know that that technology was out there. Eddie, uh, all these lousy, treasonous, criminal, sold-out, regressive Democrats need to resign from Washington down through the state and the local government, all of them. People are sick and tired. They're mad. They're angry. Mainstream media needs to be jailed and hung at this point. That's a little strong, but I get how angry that you are. Bitanelli also is bitter with your candidacy. You saw that. I got a great write-up by a guy I, I don't even know. I think I did. I send that to you. Mm. Yeah. What did you think about that? I thought that was pretty incredible little write-up, and 
I've never met the guy. His name is Neil. I, I know you can't pull it up. I apologize. I'm still for working. Them. We're working. <laughs> Can I get there? Uh, we're working with the Dow. Uh, this would be the three thousand. I'm line. in Arizona for ten minutes on Friday. And my computer revolts. I, you know, I, <laughs> that's the first time I left the state in two years. Jeez, can I can I step across the state line for ten minutes? <laughs> Uh, Matt texts in, I'll give what I can, Eddie. Why is Joe Monahan playing defense? He claimed Keller was celebrating on Wednesday that I was in. Did you see that headline? Celebrating. Yeah, the, 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 uh, it was really funny. This is what he said after I qualify. Mayor Keller must have cranked up the heavy metal music on the 11th floor and done an Irish jig when he heard the news that conservative radio talk show host Eddie Aragon has submitted 3,305 petition signatures qualify as a third candidate to make the November 2nd city election ballot. A candidate will very likely eat into the support of conservative Dem, Bernco Sheriff Manning Gonzalez. You know, all I see is Democrat. I don't see anything else. We've been here on this platform doing this as conservatives and Republicans and independents for quite some time. It's funny. I would have thought Joe Monahan would have run a correction on the pundit he spoke to who said that Eddie Aragon has no chance of making the ballot. Oh, yeah, that would have been uh, did, back. Did Joe run a correction on that? No. Yeah, but you mean uh, 15 days before? That was also very interesting and very curious, uh, wasn't it? That was, I believe, on the uh, 28th. We can't pull The home up, for but... New Mexico politics where you will be misinformed <laughs> about New Mexico politics. Well, uh, where you'll be uh, pushed into a certain direction. That's certainly happening. And that's exciting. We want to go ahead. Nick Wilbur, thank you, Kirsten, uh, for uh, texting that in. Nick Wilbur was the uh, writer uh, on that. Let me see if I can pull up some of the very nice things that he said. I was, I was sending out something uh, earlier this morning about something called uh, Why Vote Republican, and it had some good things right until the very end. It took everybody for a little bit loop. But it says, Albuquerque mayor's race heats up. The case for Eddie Aragon. Conservative is on the Albuquerque mayor ballot. And for voters who learned after 2020 that mean tweets were a small price to pay for good policy, this one might actually have a chance. We'll have Dowd post it at uh, his uh, mm -hmm. ABQ, excuse yep. me, uh, rockoftalk.chat. Uh, show notes tonight, yep. But for the rest of you, we, you can go there right now. The conservative New Mexican, I think, dot com is where you go. Thank you, uh, Nick, uh, for that. We have yet to meet and I'll be happy to go ahead and uh, do an interview uh, if you'd like. It says, great job, Nick. Eddie has what it takes to turn the town around. The fact that Donnelly invoked Fuhrer, he was calling Donald Trump the der Fuhrer uh, oh. at least twice. Real original, the Hitler reference. We've oh. never seen that before. Yeah, they always go over the Godwin principle. Eventually, all things uh, <laughs> denigrate into uh, bringing up, uh, comparing somebody to a Nazi. Uh, very interesting. Uh, you might remember that Pete Donnelly garnered only 28.5% uh, uh, during his 2013 battle, mayoral battle, if Impressive. you want to call it at that, uh, to um, uh, then uh, Richard Berry running for a second term at 68.5%. And the lowest turnout, I believe, is the percentage of populate, registered voters ever. I think the number, uh, the, the percentage of the people who turned out for that very unmotivational uh, mayoral race was like 19%. I think it, it wasn't even front page. News. It was like second page or something strange, you know. Yeah, we had a, we had an election yesterday, but yeah, nobody's <laughs> yeah, really here. No, mayor Barry is still still the mayor. So, so there you go. Uh, you can check that out at the conservative uh, New Mexican uh, dot com. I sent it to a few people, and I appreciate that getting out. Uh, so, Eddie, when can we donate to your campaign? Well, once we're officially on the ballot, I won't take a single dollar until we know that we are officially on the ballot. What, what by way we know? Uh, next August, uh, next Tuesday, which is August the 24th. Eight, eight days. Eight days okay. from now. Yeah. Right. So um, I'm just not going to do it because what we do know about New Mexico politics is a little word called shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be lots of shenanigans, people messing around over at Berlio County uh, doing whatever they can. Oh, man. Back over. Wow. 
I guess there was another shooting this afternoon. We'll uh, delve into that. I sent that over to uh, Murder Mike, so he has that. Uh, Eddie Make T-shirts, Eddie Aragon for mayor, not politics as usual. I think that's been taken. You're going to love everything that I have to say when we finally do roll everything out. Welcome back. Glad to hear you're back. I thank God that uh, you will be our next mayor. Wow. Well, we can't get too overconfident, but I appreciate that, Emily. No, Eddie, we do not even want the soccer stadium on a ballot because we can't trust the election system. That is true. Let me qualify that. If we have an honest election, I know that the voters will turn out en masse. And I don't know if you guys saw the Albuquerque Journal write-up and the editorials that were all good, but I can really feel that people not are just listening to the radio station, but that are coming to the senses and saying, this isn't the time to go ahead and roll out $70 million. This is absolutely uh, ridiculous. I'm going to get you a new computer down uh, so you can go pull that up. <laughs> updates. But, it's just restarting oh. and updates. Oh, and Bill Gates. Updates. He's stalling you. My Apple's working fine, by the way. Thank you, Steve Jobs, wherever you are. Yeah, he's, um, <laughs> I don't know what, what Steve Jobs thinks that he's in heaven. Uh, reincarnation? Uh, yeah. Plus, they will word out instead of voting against it, Eddie, you will be voting for it. That's what happened. When abortion up to birth was on the ballot, it ended up passing. All right. We'll look into that, Katrina. So I'll, uh, Eddie, the Dems want anybody to work. No, I meant nobody to work. That is true. That's part of what they're doing right now with the schools and the shutting down. We'll talk about that. The masking, the vaccine. Boy, it's just out of control. Congratulations, Eddie. My husband and I would like to help out on your campaign in any way possible. If you want to go ahead and volunteer, I don't have everything set up yet for a reason. I want it to all happen at one time. All you have to do is text me directly and just go 550-5500. That's the five line at 550-5500. Hi, Ed. I'm very excited for you as well. Do you have any swag, T-shirts, posters, a big flag I can put on my truck? What is your logo going to be? I'll get flags made. That's awesome. If you want to do that, you texted me. That's good. So everybody, 550, 5500, I'm going to be going through every single one. Conservative on the ballot. Hooray. That's uh, true. So glad to hear your voice again. You sound refreshed. That's uh, very he does, exciting. doesn't he? Yeah. Do I really? Uh, yeah, I think okay. he does. Yeah. I got lots of sleep. Those Saturday, telephones Sunday, you were running would do, no matter what your constitution is, that would, they would do a number on anybody. Try staying on the radio for longer than five hours and trying to keep it interesting. Right, 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 Hi, Eddie Cannon here. My wife is a telecommuter, works from home, never will be called into an office. She works with a prominent healthcare company. Today she stated she needed to show a vaccine card to, or get terminated. Uh, see Anna Garner. Check your lawyer. Boy, lawyers are going to be highly in demand going forward. Do you have the telephone number to the lawyer representing the correction officer here in New Mexico? That is Anna Gardner. Yes, I do. Uh, stand up. New Mexico stands up. Uh, great. Um, Dowd, I don't know if we can possibly put in in the show notes tonight. Uh, Rockoftalk.chat. Yep. Uh, put in I'll Anna Garner. New Mexico stands up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, we want you for mayor. We want truth. Good. Well, you'll get that's something you will get. You'll get it in droves. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get lots of that. All right. Let's uh, take a very quick phone call. Uh, here in, oh, sorry about that. Come on. There we go. Caller, you're in the Kivas. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Is this, um, Eddie Aragon's office? Uh, no, this is the radio station. Did you know that Eddie Aragon's on the radio? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what, I have a complaint. Oh, I, I, I know that this is a well-placed call, so if you want to just talk about a complaint, I'll be happy to go ahead and take that phone call anytime that you want, but... Not one on air. Is there something you want to ask a question about? Oh, uh, more setup stuff. But we'll wait. We're going to put it right there. I, I told Rudy. I said you're going to get that stuff in droves. Mm-hmm. Remember, mm-hmm. I do not screen phone calls. All right, let us put things together. Starting with the weather, looking like the partly cloudy skies. They're just for scenery right at the moment. No real rain coming until later this weekend. They tell us. Right now. 
86 degrees at the Rock of Talk. Well, look at this. Uh, for some reason, in the South Valley, 98th Street, both sides of the road, really penned up from uh, I-40 to Central Avenue. Of course, beyond that, looking okay as you wind your way to Rio Bravo Boulevard. Now, Rio Bravo itself in the South Valley, that's a bit tight right there. The worst of it seems to be second to, I'm sorry, Broadway to second as you're westbound on Rio Bravo. And still tight squeeze, I-25 northbound, leaving Gibson. You leave the speeds behind. You won't find them till just beyond Central. And this traffic report is brought to you by Life Spring at Salon Helena. Life Spring at Salon Helena, home of the salt room, which is perfect. If you have any kind of problem with breathing or allergies, that is the place to go. And also they have Canyon Water, Life Spring at Salon Helena, on Manal, two blocks west of uh, Wyoming. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Top. All right. Currently, police activity like crazy at Indian School in San Mateo. Uh, murder Mike, get on that. State police has uh, set up things a uh, uh, block long. So uh, get into that. Could you do that for us, Rudy? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I just got that on the screen. I will find out what's going on there. Again, that is uh, just going to be just uh, south of uh, Indian School on uh, San Mateo. But it looks like everything's closed down on San Mateo from Constitution. So use San Pedro or uh, Carlisle instead this afternoon. Well, it looks like a homicide scene. Uh, from the pictures are coming in. Eddie, that color sounded like she was ready to be screened. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, that woman has never listened. Is Eddie Aragon? Literally has never listened to the show. Mm-hmm. Not ever. So you'll get these, and this the next one will be the same. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, congrats. And oh, Thanks, David. Yeah, and the evidence supporting your statement that just made, uh, in the case of uh, KKOB, they used to maintain, you know, the individual guests, would have their personal list of callers that they told their screeners not to take calls from. And then the program manager for the whole station had uh, his own list, uh, Pat Frisch and then Jared Hart. Uh, and uh, from the insider's information that I have, there was approximately 20 names on that list at any given time of callers that were never to be allowed uh, to have their voice on KKOB, a cumulus station. And in, in the case of uh, KUNM, they go, they take the cake. They are uh, not just left-leaning, but they are communist uh, in the true sense of the word. Um, and what uh, they did is they would tell you to never call them again because they don't like your viewpoint. And then when you call back, asserting your right because they're a public institution, wholly owned and paid for by the taxpayer, and that uh, you allege that you have a right just like everybody else, uh, that what they would do then is they have a, they also happen to have a personal police force mm-hmm. and they would uh, call their personal police force and have you arrested. And I fought them in wow. court. You can see the court records for a couple of years in your, uh, metropolitan court. Send me the stuff on that. I'd be love to look at that. Here's what's happening right now on the Albuquerque journal on your story, Eddie, you had the most comments, the most shares, uh, and the, this is kind of amazing. And right now, the Albuquerque Journal is deleting all of my comments defending you from the attacks that you've been getting. Our great senators voted against giving COVID tests uh, to illegals uh, as well. Uh, that just came in. I mean, this is what's going to happen. You have mm-hmm. to understand, like, this is not going to be easy. If you want to go out and advocate for me, that's great. If you want to come out and attack, like, this is free speech. Bring out whatever you want, but uh, be prepared. Over the next week, you should also know that uh, as not a quote-unquote official candidate, if what you say is untruth, you've got yourself a libel suit, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Eddie, and you know that to be true, right, David? Mm. Thanks for calling in. I heard you yesterday on Free Talk Live, and uh, good job on keeping up the exposure on the corruption. That is, uh, that's big. I'm one of David's, uh, I'm the one that David's talking about? 
I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Eddie, thank you for bringing back values that others should follow. Father, friend, and leadership for the city of Albuquerque. I think we're going to roll out a lot of what we have uh, tomorrow here on the radio station. That's how excited I am. I, I won't be able to wait a week. Once you get on the ballot, eh, my, any thoughts about inviting the Donald for a visit? That would be interesting. Um, any thoughts? That's like the Has easiest he thing for in the world. Local government? No. Or, or just federal? Yeah. No, I Probably don't think he would. We'll see if he, what he does. Want to save our city? Have the police enforce the traffic laws. You will boost the city income and catch criminals. You're the man, Ed. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, good one. Um, and by the way, if you're just going to call in because someone is calling, telling you to call in, be brave enough to tell that person right back. Say, why don't you call in? I'm not going to do your dirty work. Uh, Eddie, I'd also like to, uh, to help with your campaign any way that I can. Thank you. Eddie, we want you. All right. Awesome. Like it was Uncle Sam. Uh, let's see. Manny is standing upon the Democrat Party platform and embraces the same. Open borders, abortion up till birth, communist racist theories, and soft on crime legislation. If he thought otherwise, he changes R, his D to R. D's and rhinos almost always pretend to be conservatives until they're elected. What's Manny's actual record? Uh, that is uh, very interesting. We'll look at the uh, crime around you as well. Take a quick break. We don't have time to music on the exit out. Uh, back in four minutes. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS 188-348. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. 
Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams Real Estate Group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up, and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manola, Louisiana. The carrot cake pancake topped with a sweet cream cheese drizzle and a scoop of homemade cinnamon butter. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's a place I like.com. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Good-looking day out there right now. Staying that way all week. Some rain later on uh, on towards the weekend. But right now, 86 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, that police activity that's happening there on San Mateo, we'll get details from Murder Mike in just a bit. But right now, I can tell you, between Aspen and Haynes, that is just you may as well really take San Pedro or Washington because it's just stop and go, and it probably will be closed down here shortly. So just know that. Again, San Mateo uh, at Indian School. All right, uh, the drive uh, heading towards uh, Rio Rancho, a little tight there, Alameda from Rio Grande Boulevard all the way up to Coors Boulevard. And Coors Southbound is still running sluggish right now from uh, just about uh, La Ria over to Montano Plaza. All right, well, this traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Meal preparation, cognitive assistance, respite care. These people do all that your folks need. You know what? We didn't learn it in school, so we need the help, and that's what Amazing Grace is going to do as we care for our uh, parents as they get older. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, homecare.theplaceilike.com. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. That's right. Commiserating. There you go. Line up all your phone calls. There we go. We're going to take the big guy down, right? I thought I wasn't even uh, 
a thing, right? Uh, only 150 listeners. No one pays attention to that guy, but yet all of a sudden the barrage, the phone calls come in and we're going to start, you know, asking him, harassing him. And so, well, I didn't know that you were that worried. That's awesome. I love that. I've got more text than I can shake a stick at. And uh, what is that game where you knock the guy off the mountain uh, where you're supposed to knock? King of the Hill? King of the Hill. I think that's what it is. That's what the whole thing is. I, I don't even know that, uh, you know, I'm even around a hill at this point. <laughs> Right. What, what did I tell you? The old Gandhi line. It was uh, first they ignore you, then uh, they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. Well, so which stage are, are, is Eddie Aragon's you, campaign? You're in, right? literally going to have all the media against me, all the party, a Democrat party against you. You're going to have everyone making up every single thing. Like this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> well, can you imagine? Be entertaining. How much fun no matter what the yeah, level it's of gonna entertainment is, just going to be absolutely incredible. And in the meantime, we get to get out all. The bad things, we get to purge all the bad stuff, you know, the corruption and the crime and all the stuff here, the murder, the mayhem, the money, like it, it's all going to get Well, and Eddie, that, that article you mentioned, my computer's half working yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. The article you mentioned in Albuquerque last week, um, Save Our City, giving money to, uh, that's the p- pack for Manny. Right. Raising money heavily from the construction and real estate industries. Curious. Oh, huh. uh, local businessman and Mesa del Sol managing partner Stephen Chavez, oh, he's for uh, the biggest donor to a Keller supporting pack. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, you know the fix is in. You know you should be very skeptical of someone running for office. If all the local powers that be start funneling money toward a candidate or, or two candidates, a certain type of candidate, because those are the people who benefit from the existing system. So if you're talking about uh, construction companies, law firms, public employee unions, if they're giving money to the candidates, you should be seriously looking at the alternatives to those candidates. <laughs> well, I'm not telling you how to vote, but yeah. just be suspicious. Well, remember, you're not voting against something else. You're voting for somebody because you think that he can do the job. You know, take, for example, what I do here with the radio station every single day. I do everything from top to bottom. A lot of people are like, oh, you do the station by yourself? You've been doing this for how long? Wait, wait, you've been taking over the other... You've been beating the other station, taking programming. You have more people. You've been named the, uh, I don't know, radio personality of the year four years in a row. You've done all of these things. But what do you want to do with this? I don't want to sound egotistical, but a lot of people ask why. They don't want to say, well, you're just you're Republican, right? They don't want to hear about the fact that you're Republican or you're conservative. That's not what they want to hear. They want to hear that you care about the community. They want to know that you're more qualified, that you're more intelligent, that you're willing to ponder things and take risks that other people aren't because they're constantly looking at the polls, right? Not afraid to make the hard decisions. That's leadership. Okay. That's leadership. Go against the grain. Hate that phrase, but really that's kind of what we have done because what we have done hasn't worked. I haven't been to, to elected office before. Part of the problem is we've continued to elect people who have been into elected office. Donald Trump, was he ever elected to office before he was elected president of the United States? Not the answer the clearly board. is no. Did he give you a completely and totally different direction? Was he more effective? Was he branded? Did he market? Could he sell? Selling is key, folks. I was the top commercial real estate salesperson by transactions for four years in Las Vegas, Nevada, when I worked out there, which was tremendous. It was a great time. So they pulled out the wool from under us and they basically said, well, all we're doing at this time is doing broker opinion of value. I know commercial real estate. I know construction. I know real estate in general. One of the things that's absolutely died here in the city of Albuquerque is commerce. 
They don't want you to work. Who's willing to go ahead and bust through that collective bargaining that's coming from the unions? I come from a union family. I understand the benefits of unions and trades, but I also understand the political downfalls that come with it. Not to mention taking the forced dues that are going in. It's not a, a right. It's literally forced dues. It's compulsory. Who's going to break through that? You think uh, a sheriff's who has been involved with nothing but collective bargaining their entire life, you think they're going to negotiate against themselves? Are they going to stand up to the bully pulpit of these unions? Don't look for some creative thinking from, oh, from yeah. that direction. I mean. Are they going to start talking about public-private partnerships? Oh, I've been as successful this and successful that. But public-private partnership, because it's, sound, it's horse crap, folks. Public-private partnerships don't work. That means do not invest in the stadium. Do not hand out money to these private corporations to come here. No corporate welfare, hopefully as long as we possibly can, no, no private welfare for individuals as well. It's too much. The amount of dependency, we're now talking about getting ourselves into universal basic income. People don't want to work. We have the highest unemployment rate. I mean, I can go on and on and complain, but that's not going to help. Solutions do. Being a man of action, replicating that you can take on the big boys and win and do it without having to, I don't know, whatever they do, light, cheat, steal their way to go ahead and get themselves uh, over on everybody else in cloud. I mean, we're getting blocked out. Your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights. Who was at the pro-gun rally? Who was involved with Second Amendment rights day after day, week after week? And I'm going to get people going to say, well, Eddie Aragon's a good friend of Tim Keller. Not a good friend of Tim Keller. What are you talking about? Because we went to the same high school? I think I'm in this race to split the what? Those two guys are Democrats. We're Republicans. We're conservatives. We're pro-business. We want to open New Mexico up. Ask those two guys if they're into masks and vaccine. And that's about all you need to know. So I can go on and on and talk about this. And we will. And we will do that until September 2nd. And at that point, we'll just be talking about all the solutions uh, for the uh, state of New Mexico and the city of Albuquerque moving forward. I moved past the uh, music time, but uh, Dowd, I mean, you saw the numbers and it doesn't look good. That's literally just inviting a guy like me into your race to take back the entire state uh, for the Republicans and the conservatives. And that's what we want to do. So take out two birds with one stone. Why not take out Keller and Michelle Lujan Grisham and start with this uh, for the next eight days. Enough campaign stuff. We got to get to masking and vaccine right after the top of the hour. news. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden said the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan happened faster than he expected. The president also defending his actions in withdrawing troops. I stand squarely behind my decision. After 20 years, I've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw U.S. forces. If anything, the developments of the past week reinforced that ending U.S. military involvement in Afghanistan now was the right decision. For the first time ever, federal officials are declaring a water shortage at Lake Mead in the southwest. The Bureau of Reclamation, which oversees river operations, announcing the shortage as the lake level has dropped to 1,068 feet. The declaration means restrictions will be put in place in Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico. USA Radio News. This report is brought to you by Amazon. As students head back to school, there are a number of supplies and preparations underway. But while the list 
costs may have grown. The time and money spent shopping doesn't have to. Customers can spend less and smile more when they shop Amazon for everything they need to get back to school. A one-stop shop offering the widest selection and lowest prices. And did you know? Amazon offers a discounted Prime membership option for qualifying government assistance recipients for just $5.99 per month. That's 50% off. In addition to Amazon's everyday low prices, Prime members enjoy unlimited fast, free delivery, access to exclusive savings, thousands of movies and TV shows with Prime Video, more than 2 million songs ad-free with Amazon Music, and access to more than 1,000 books and magazines with Prime Reading, something that can come in handy as those reading lists ramp up. To learn more or start your 30-day free trial, visit Amazon.com slash Prime Discount. The U.N. Security Council is assessing the crisis in Afghanistan. Top officials are growing more concerned after the Taliban gained control of the capital city of Kabul. Families on food stamps will be getting a little more help from the federal government. The Biden administration on Monday is telling the 42 million people in the food stamp program they will get a 25% increase in food stamp money starting in October. Critics say that the cost of some $20 billion annually is unsustainable and that the aid lessens the willingness of people to look for work. Opponents add the program is meant to supply only part, not all, of a household's diet, as suggested by its formal name, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. Elaine Waxman of the Urban Institute praised the Biden administration, saying SNAP aid, in its current value, could not buy a modest diet in 96% of counties in the United States. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. More news always can be found online at usaradio.com. This is USA Radio News. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon. The Rock of Talk. Hi, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, at AM rockoftalk.com. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and uh, Rudy wasn't ready because it wasn't exactly 5.05, but I'm, I'm ready to get the show started. I'm ready to go. Hour two, D-Dot Muska, how are you? Uh, I am well. I had a restful weekend. We got a new dog in Corrales, so we're Good. dealing with, with that situation, but my uh, Eddie, my sister and brother-in-law from Scotland are going to be here on Friday. Awesome. I'm going to see if I can have them. Swing by the studio to meet none other than one Edward Aragon. I'd like to that meet would, them. I would like to see my sister Darcy and you in the same room. That would be Darcy. very interesting. Both very strong personalities. Oh, really? Is she, she going to tell me how to do things? I'm going to love that. I like strong personalities. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't think you'd fight. I just think I think it would be a combustible but positive combustible explosion. There. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's get into masking. Let's uh, do this right away. 550-5500 for you to text in. I'll get to your text uh, at the end of the segment or the bottom of the hour. I've got more texts than I can handle. I will get to as many as we can. Uh, please understand, uh, folks, I'm one person uh, getting to your texts, and I have to read them one by one. So uh, feel free to go ahead and uh, unleash and send everything uh, directly to the five line. We've got to talk about the crisis here in the state of New Mexico. Your schools are yet again crumbling. The PED now requiring schools to offer surveillance testing for students. Absolutely ridiculous. State is now doing what it can to try and tra- track asymptomatic cases. What did we know? What did we hear about this stuff right from the very beginning? Unless you're symptomatic, you don't need to get tested. We don't just test for the heck of it. 
Like if you're showing symptoms, do you remember that at the very beginning? I seem to remember. Mm -hmm. We had all the coverage, wall to wall. We were doing it all the time. And we were covering all the masking that was going on and the testing. And we knew one thing. We knew one thing. We knew that the state of New Mexico at the time, because it was completely inundated, unless you have symptoms and they had to vet, had to vet you on a line, that they did not want you going in to get tested unless you were showing symptoms. Now, we want everybody to get tested. What is it that we want to go ahead and get this high infection rate? It's because they don't want you to work. They want you to shut down the full installation of socialism at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Do you feel like they're really taking care of you and your health? Do you think that your health is the priority? It doesn't feel that way to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been taken for a ride. Well, this phrase in this article, another tool in the toolbox, Mm. they're more interested in using their tools in the toolbox than getting to some kind of manageable, sensible reaction to all this. Uh, And here's another tool in the toolbox. You just want to go ahead and experiment on this. Is New Mexico one giant experiment uh, at this point? BD is requiring districts and charter schools to offer a quote-unquote, I like it, voluntary. For now. Voluntary COVID testings until you get shamed into getting tested, shamed into getting vaxxed. The students as a way, and remember, let's just just be frank here. If you're vaxxed, why are you worrying about everybody else being vaxxed? It's because you're being told by the media and the government that you need to go ahead and get vaxxed immediately. The Delta is far worse, yet what we've seen in terms of the information that's coming out on the Delta, it is not far worse. Is it more infectious? Well, I guess it could be more infectious if we were actually having Delta tests, but there there are no Delta tests. Why are suddenly all these people going back and getting tested? Are people getting paid to test? If by getting tests, do you get to go ahead and stay home for a few days? Is that really what's going on here? Are you using it as a wedge between you or your employer, you and your school, you and your activity, you and your spouse or somebody else to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get tested so I don't have to go into that thing. Are you suffering from some level of agoraphobia that are using it as multiple testing? I get tested every week so nobody will talk to me because you're afraid of whatever situation that's driving some level of anxiety. Am I thinking too much about this at this point, Dad? But, I mean, there are people who are agoraphobics and will avoid uh, anxiety-driven social situation because maybe they never want to be in a social situation. And don't forget, our deaths in New Mexico, our, our daily death average has basically been dead flat since the er, since early June. So Highest day has been this, five, right? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, seven. Uh, four, I think it was only four. Okay. Yeah, seven-day average. Um, and, uh, again, this is the worst in the Delta, the scariest variant, and our deaths have not increased really at all. They're just dead flat. So we want your children. We're going to surveil your children. We want to test your children, even though there's only been one death, one death under the age of 18. Am I correct? Is there one or two? Uh, I think we were up to two. two. And I, th- I believe both were you know, severely ill children, too. I mean, I'm sorry to say, but. Eddie, it gives us an insight into the school community and potential transmission that are prevented thanks to this surveillance testing. What they're getting you to do is to jump through all their hoops. The PED, we do have a new PED. Is that correct? Oh, we do. Yeah. Uh, the Los Alamos an interim boss. interim yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the goal of testing 25% of their unvaccinated students a week. Now, I've told you about the school closures. You've had Los Lunas School, Belen School. They're trying to do remote. They said they can't pick up uh, what iPads or iPod, whatever they have that they're doing out there. So, again, we're back into this distance testing. They're canceling football games already. Highland High School's uh, uh, canceled it maybe for uh, more than one reason. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got the Moriarty. Real Rancho, I believe, has had a, uh, a cancellation so far. So, you know, we're going back to the new normal. 
According to uh, one Albuquerque public school parent, she said, that would be something I would be interested in doing if we don't gather database, then we can't get information to figure out how to fight this. Oh, yeah. When did the Albuquerque public school system feature such responsible and wonderful parents out there, folks? It's kind of disgusting, isn't it? Now you got more salesmanship coming out. It also benefits the kids because what if one of them does have COVID? Then they can't quarantine, says another APS parents, Marcos Ramirez. Remember when we were talking about herdman, uh, herd <laughs> immunity? Always herd mentality, <laughs> yes, it really is herd, herd mentality. Really. <laughs> That's really, we don't have to test for herd mentality because we've already got yeah, it. We're at hundred percent. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're full blown. We've got to penetrate the herd mentality. There we are. The teachers union. Where did they come in on this? Do you think that it took us for a spin and say, Hey, we want to get back where there's not one single documented case where a child has infected a teacher, certainly they're going to say, hey, let's let the science lead us, right? Because after all, these are teachers. No. The American Federation of Teachers stopped short of calling for mandatory COVID-19 vaccines, but urged the unvaccinated to consider getting the clot shot. New COVID-19 infections have surged, and as a result, they say they want everybody to get vaccinated. Okay, so here we are. We're going to run across this yet again using reason and accountability. How do we write New Mexicans so well? (laughs) Right at this point, folks, get away from the herd mentality. Angle more for the herd immunity. Go to work. You're fine. Okay. If you're riding around with a motorcycle and only a mask and not a helmet, you're part of the problem. Trust me on this. Okay. You're not thinking. You're not using the noodle between your ears. The teachers unions are going to continue to do this and they're going to push on this, not because they're following the science or they think it's going to make them safer, because we know that, quote unquote, these are not actual vaccinations. In order for something for the Centers for Disease Control to be approved as a full-blown vaccination, they have to be approved as a full-blown vaccination, which generally take, if you look at vaccinations which have been created, take anywhere from three and a half to five years. This is under an EUA, Emergency Use, Use Authorization. So you're getting gene therapied at this point. You're not getting vaccinated. So let's just call a spade a spade. Now in Taos, where they're hearing the hum, oh, make sure I get my vax, make sure I get my vax. According to the latest article coming out of the Tauseno News, the days of social distancing and masks are back in town for Taos after the town council voted, guess what, unanimously to approve new public health orders at an emergency meeting held for, oh my gosh. We might have to go back to school. Hey, I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to go to work. We want to sit. I just want to bang all the drum all day, I guess. Well, they're going ahead and banging that drum to that hum that's happening up in Taos. They don't want to go. They're requiring all people in any public space to wear face coverings. Not good for the tourism industry and certainly one that's not going to help. Can you imagine people going up and down the ski slopes with masks? I can because it's about to happen. All businesses must also operate at the quote-unquote lesser of the building code or fire code maximum occupancy. I have a question. Do they have the right to enforce that ordinance within the town council in Taos? Hmm. Do they actually have that power? I think once they've already been given the building code, I don't know that they have the ability to touch the code again without impacting their ability to pay the rent. Because that occupancy is chasing the number of heads that they can have in their business. Therefore, they can sue the city of Taos 
for damages by not being able to have the quote unquote maximum occupancy or seek some level of social re- or seek some level of property relief, I would imagine. So up in Taos where they got the hum, Councilman Nathan Evans agreed that it was important for Taos to enact a new health order in response to the threat. These health orders, everyone's a health care specialist now. <laughs> yes. You know, from talk show radio guys to, you know, to analysts to apparently a councilman and who knows what his background is. Because you know, want to, you want to know why we all know more about health? Because the one guy who is the highest paid physician in the entire country, Dr. Fauci, doesn't know what he's talking about, has given us different pieces of information, contradictory pieces of information at different times. People don't know if they're coming or going anymore. Mm. Here's what Nathaniel Evans, uh, should we just give him an honorary MD as councilman? Do you, does that come with that? He says, yeah. if we wait for the crisis to reach Taos, it will be too late to act. Crisis? When did we introduce this back into things just as we're opening up? Edgewood, certainly uh, the uh, little bit more right of center Edgewood area. I would imagine they would be more open to keeping things unmasked. Let's see what, what happens there. Wednesday's town council meeting almost didn't happen. They made a motion to include a second public comment, but they failed to approve the agenda, prompting the mayor, pro tem, John Abrams, to declare it adjourned. They enabled the public to address a letter sent to town employees from him regarding the latest round of COVID safety protocols after two cases were confirmed in the town staff. So now the town hall is now temporarily closed. I mean, if we're going to cower, even the right of center places to every single time one of these things happens, are we ever going to get out of COVID? I mean, are we going to go through the entire Greek alphabet at this point? Alpha, gamma, lambda. I mean, it's all coming. We're going to continue to go through this. So how is the state of New Mexico going to react? Of course, the booster shot. Not going to get a shot in the butt talks. Number three. three? For now. For now. Hmm. Hmm. Till the fourth until the fourth. What's the, what was in the first? <laughs> How come the first one didn't work? Why do I keep why why does the state of New Mexico keep poking me with needles? Now, of course, the premier primary job of any elected official is to preserve public safety. But when crimes are way up here and everyone is paranoid for COVID and, and our deaths are way down here. I mean, at this point, the number of people who have been killed by homicide in the city of Albuquerque, how many more is that than the total number that have died from the Delta variant? We can't even track it. Why? Because we can't test for it. But plans are underway for a booster shot. Who are they focused on? Immunocompromised residents. How is that qualified? Isn't anybody immunocompromised? How do you qualify for that? The New Mexico Department of Health announced just this past Friday that they are making plans to distribute a third booster shot. Okay. So we're going back to school, or some of us aren't in Belen. Some of us aren't in Las Lunas. Some of us are choosing to keep our kids home because we don't want to get the Delta variant or pass it on to the teacher, even though it hasn't been one. We want everybody to get vaccinated, even though it's actually not a vaccination. We want everybody to mask up, even though it's been proven by several doctors that you're actually making your airways worse by your mishandling and not, remember I told you, those restaurants out there, make sure that you guys have a fresh stack. Do not bring your dirty rag into our restaurant. Don't contaminate us with the rag that you haven't washed in a week, a month, a year. I don't know how long. 
I guarantee there's people running around with masks on their face just to create the virtue signaling. And so you can genuflect back, back to them that, hey, you know what? I didn't vote for Trump because that's the way it feels, folks. It's a bit political at this point. I'm not sure if they just don't want us to ever come out of this. Now they're talking about outdoors. Remember when every single person who was outdoors, even Fauci says, oh, you're outdoors. It's fine. You don't need the mask. Playgrounds are now a concern for New Mexico school district. Fear, fear, (laughs) four, seven, 13, right? Everyone's fear, fear, fear. What if I end up coming out on the right side of this whole thing and I've been right the entire time? Since the very beginning, 17 uh, months hence on this entire thing, right? You know what was out today? Let me uh, talk and uh, stop and take a little break here. Let me tell you, as a gauge of how popular this radio station seemingly has become, and I say seemingly because I can't substantiate it beyond, well, getting on the ballot or getting 17,000 signatures or all these. No. You know how I do it? I walked into Sprouts this morning and I said, where's the OSHA? What do I talk about every weekend on the station? OSHA, oregano oil, vitamins, vitamins, all the time. Preventive health, right? Announce the prevention, a pound of cure. Do it. Take care of yourself. Oh, you're not even accountable. Like, you can't even be accountable for your own health because if there's even one person who hasn't gotten vaxxed, that person is responsible for anybody and everyone who might be risking the new COVID strain. Delta this month. I don't know what's next. So now what are they doing? They're going to start attacking playgrounds. Here we go (laughs) once again. This is what, the actual, what, actual news story, folks. Are we going to go back and create an almanac of, you know, is there like a rhythm here? Like, you know, a, a, a um, composer creates a symphony, you know, and they've got the repetitive movements. Mm-hmm. They've got the allegro, moderato, you know, they've got the scherzo. they got all these different movements in there and they create the movement. So next year at this point, we're going to be hitting the same movement maybe at a slightly different point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're just going to keep that same rhythmic, Hey, just keep the masses going on this. So if you're at a place outside, according to Kurt Steinhaus, the Secretary of the State's Public Education Department, you might as well uh, give this guy an MD as well. If you're a place outside, he says, where the air is flowing well, you don't have to wear a mask. And that is what the experts who are building consensus around all the data says comes through. But au contraire, some schools are deciding to go ahead and give themselves their own guidelines. We're <laughs> providing regular reminders to students about how, rema- how to remain COVID safe on playgrounds. These kids, and I had an amazing uh, little uh, step. I've got more, more text than I've ever got in my entire life. It seems like I'm saying that a lot lately. You think little kids running around the playground are going to be real careful about the six-foot distancing? Mm. I think this could be a priority for little children. You, you, you ever spend any time with children? You ever watch children on a playground? I, I, I don't think they're going to conform to that six-foot distance very well. Uh. Do they even know what six feet is? It's <laughs> a good point. How do you get after somebody? How do you get after a kid who doesn't know what six feet is? You give somebody a wet do willy, you, it's not six feet away. I mean, you got to be right do up. Do you suspend them with wet willies? <laughs> I think that's a, a expulsion at this point. Oh, that's true. That's, that's true. no doubt about Mandatory it. Mandatory counseling. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, I think you're Aggression. Uh, long-term uh, care facilities. This is why you guys are living in constant fear. More of this stuff is getting on. The seniors are most at risk. Of course, we knew that. Where did it all start? How did it get in there? 71% of nursing home employees in the state are vaccinated. 86% of residents are. Half of assisted living homes in the state reporting 80% of staff at assisted living facilities are vaccinated. 
which is 91% of residents. That seems like we'd be pretty fool, foolproof, right? How, how can but cases be the, increasing <laughs> if we have 91% of residents who are vaccinated? How, so, can, how could the case numbers be increasing? So even with those how? numbers, do you see like the bullying that's going on with the 80%? No, we need 100% vaccination. Right. Or you, any single person who's unvaccinated is responsible for anybody else who is an infected. I think there's one lady back there, the lunchroom lady. She's not vaccinated. Let's get her. Let's get her. She's the... Are we going to start framing and putting pictures of certain people who refuse to get vaccinated? Or are we just going to yeah. re- remove them? Like at the bodega, bodega, don't take checks from this person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cosmo Kramer. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, the, the check, or they put it at the register. Like, yeah, yeah. who are these bad people? Who are the, the bad people? The undesirables. All right. So now we got the point where now you have to prove your vaccination. I don't know. I haven't seen a counterfeit uh, vaccination card yet. Have you? I've seen Rudy's real one, but I have not seen a fake one. Mm. So you take the real one and then you go out. And has there been new laws passed in the state of New Mexico or the city of Albuquerque? Or are they going to go after them with financial penalties in addition to the fact that, I mean, shouldn't the fact that they don't get vaccination vaccinated, quote unquote, we're still there because remember, no one's getting vaccinated. You're getting gene therapy. It, shouldn't it be their own punishment that they succumb to their disease infection of COVID and they yeah. choose to, and the other people are vaccinated. Right. So we picked our anyway. punishment, right? We, right. We've We're, made our bed. We should lie in it. There you go. My body, my choice. So the FBI is out looking for forged cards and arrested vendors of the documents. This is what they put out. I talked about this last, or what, two weeks ago, I think is when they first started putting this out and you knew this was coming. It was like front and center. These people who created these documents they're going to get two years in jail and a fine of $20,000. Why? Because they know that you're going to create this because you don't agree with it. I mean, people used to create uh, fake licenses all the time, right? They remember that being a thing. I never saw one, or maybe I did. I'm not really sure at this point. But the, the, the point of all this is this level of misinformation is really coming from their side, and they're projecting it onto you, and they're gaslighting you, and they're victimizing you while you're just trying to get started back with your life. And unfortunately, the businesses are doing that as well because they know that they're going to get penalized or maybe they don't want to be penalized or maybe they think the big bad government's coming after them to say, hey, what are you doing to kind of keep in line? And remember, first they're going to ask you. Remember what was the four stages that we went through in the the psychological experiment, right, Dad? Mm -hmm. First you ask, right? And there was the four phrases that we had in the, what was the name of that experiment again? Oh, Mil- Mil- Milgram. Yeah, yeah uh, look at those four questions if you could real quick, because it's it, there, this is exactly what the government, this is exactly what Michelle Lujan Grisham is doing, okay? She asked you, we'd like for you to do exactly what we're doing here with the state government. We want you to do this, as she always says, best practice, best practice. Best practice for who? The state of New Mexico, because you can go ahead and do that. Then then after they do it, they they... They suggest a little bit harder. Then the final thing is you will do this. And then the punishment comes at the very end. There was consequence if you don't do what they tell you. So inevitably, it's never a choice. That's a problem. America is built around choice. Until 2020, where you're forced to do everything that the government tells you to do. Homeland Security says Americans upset by public health safety measures. You think? You think that's what's happening? So what are we going to do? Criminalize the people who are upset about it because you disagree with the fact that Fauci has changed his mind umpteen times that we're getting booster shots that we don't want to get poked with a needle anymore. Ex-CDC chief. 
supported lab leak theory gets firsthand brush with thuggish scientists. Where's that story gone? Mm-hmm. Been completely and totally dismissed. Why? Anybody who would peddle any such thing about the Wuhan or the origin of the Wuhan virus, or oh, you're a conspiracy, uh, you're a naysayer, we need to investigate you. First Amendment, folks, ladies and gentlemen, is no longer the First Amendment here in this, uh, this new COVID world, unless you start to push back. And there's lots of hope. School boards, push back there. City council, push back there. Elect me mayor, push back there. You can do whatever it takes to get people to speak up on your behalf. Or, hey, why not just do it yourself? 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Check on weather and traffic very quickly. Rudy, well, let's, let's get to a call first. Rudy, wait there. Call you in the Kiva, go ahead. Yes, I was just going to mention, this is Steve, uh, that Heinrich and Lujan, they voted against COVID tests for illegal immigrants. That's right. Now, how, you know, here you are talking about all of the shaming and whatever, and they're part of it. And yet they don't want tests for illegals in this invasion that we're getting here. But I would also, let let me me just say one more thing. No, no, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, De Blasio now requires a vaccination card to go to any venue, restaurant, concert, whatever. Are illegals exempt? That's well, that's my, a different state, but I, I see your point yeah. on that. Let me, uh, let me give you that uh, actual thing. And uh, Steve, were you the one that was saying that they're removing all your comments uh, that are defending yeah. me or whatever on the Albuquerque Journal? Yeah, they had an article on, the, on Facebook. I don't know how they, it ended up on my timeline, but it did. And there was about 50 comments at the time that I started. And then uh, I went to the article itself. I went to the link of the Albuquerque Journal itself and started putting comments there. They were deleting all my comments as if there's somebody there hired oh, sure. just to delete my comments. Right. And this has been going on for years, including at Santa Fe, mm-hmm. New Mexican, and the Lobo. Right. But anyway, the next day when I, I opened my Facebook page, every comment that I put on Facebook was flagged, and they said against their standards. Oh, their on standards. every one of my comments. <laughs> yeah, standards. You mean standards? Uh, don't yeah. don't interrupt our narrative that we're telling, and uh, make sure that all our elections are cooked in the state of Mexico. Look, of look, look were... Steve, we're gonna win. Okay. It's that simple. Yeah. Keep the faith. Don't get down. Keep fighting all the way through. Remember, I mean, every they they push you down uh, seven times, you get up eight. That's the way it works. Know what's coming, uh, and all I can say is uh, come here for moral, uh, spiritual, and yeah. emotional support. Okay, every well, day. I've been fighting these this Democrat machine and communist machine for a few decades now, so I'm used to them, and I know how to fight, and and I get in the ring and. And getting in the ring is commenting on Facebook and going against them, mm-hmm. and they hate it. Yeah. Well, keep so it up. They, Don't stop, just, okay? You know, I won't. Don't ever quit. Thanks. All right, Steve. I appreciate that. All right, so here's what he was talking about. This came out from the Republican Party a little bit earlier uh, uh, by way of Mike Curtis. The New Mexico U.S. Senators Heinrich and Lujan among 11 Senate Democrats to vote against COVID tests for illegal immigrants. This is a shocking story, Okay. You have to get tested. Your kids have to get tested. 
Last week, 11 Senate Democrats rejected the amendment to Senate budget resolution that requires illegal immigrants on the southern border to be tested for COVID-19. Two of those senators were New Mexico's Martin Heinrich and Ben Ray Lujan. Both lawmakers voted to allow the super spreader event that is going on at the border. This was a common sense and modest amendment and one that meant uh, one that meant migrants would be quarantined if they tested positive. The Senate uh, passed the amendment 88 to 11. New Mexico's two senators' radical positions saw only nine other senators voting with them, to Chairman Steve Pierce. Democrats across the country are demanding that citizens be vaccinated, that our kids wear masks, and that businesses restrict access to those who are not vaccinated, but they obliquely turn their back on the border policies of the Biden administration. Some studies show that more than half of those border crossings in the country have COVID. At current rates, more than 2 million people will cross the southern border over the next year. They'll be flown and bussed around the country and dumped in communities. It is the most widespread super spread of the COVID in the nation being brought to your community by the likes of the Democrats in power. That's pretty incredible, right, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the defense by these two nitwits, uh, and again, I'm pro-immigration, but how about one standard? If this is the deadliest disease humanity's ever faced, why do some people get special treatment? Uh, let's see, they called it a non-binding amendment, and it prohibited transport until after receiving a negative COVID-19 test. It would have jeopardized the safety oh. of Border Patrol agents, right. violated yep. the law, oh. and is out of touch with the realities of protecting our southern border. What law? What law? Oh, wow. You heard this mumbo-jumbo. I mean, what law are they? I, here's the, really the, the funny thing is you had a guy yesterday on, on Fox News, of all places, that was talking about how there are less infected people in Mexico. They should be allowed to go ahead and come over. And I want to uh, just uh, disagree with uh, something that Dowd said, but actually agree with him. I'm pro-immigration as well. I'm pro-legal <laughs> immigration. I am anti-illegal immigration. Just like the legal immigrants who came in, they will tell you 100% of the time, I had to do the work. I expect them to do the work uh, as well. A lot of people resent the hell out of, uh, out of that unfairness there. Yeah, I, I can see the paperwork they jumped through, the fees they paid, everything. Waiting yeah, 13 tough. years. I oh. mean, there's so many things. All right, let's get to weather and traffic. Rudy Grande. Rudy. Yes, I'm trying to put things together. <laughs> this microphone, for some reason, going in and out. I'm really sorry about okay. the 5 o'clock. But All right. let's, put this, uh, let's put things together with the weather. It is partly cloudy out there, but not too much chance of rain. I will tell you, though, that by the weekend, we should be getting a little bit more of what we got on Saturday night or last night. Right now, 85 degrees, the rock of talk. All right, uh, brand-new accident. This happened about 12 minutes ago on Paseo del Norte. This is westbound. Right as you get over the river bridge, a couple of lanes are taken up, and, boy, is it tight already to I-25. Today, you may want to try Alameda as your alternative. That is a little heavy, but that's from Rio Grande Boulevard up to Coors. As far as uh, the rest of the freeways, looking okay. I-25 northbound, still a little cluttered there from Gibson up to Central. And this traffic report is brought to you by Sunny Side Up on Manal at Louisiana. They have got some wonderful specials. they got the Patriot Special. That's a really incredible uh, pan, uh, waffle, as well as the pineapple uh, waffle as well. Those are the seasonal specials, and you can get them for, are you ready for this, 50% off and use the coupon. Get that at sunny.theplaceilike.com. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right. It should be said that Rudy is feeling a little bit under the weather, but uh, he's hanging in there, and I appreciate him very much uh, for slugging it out, fighting it out here this afternoon. 532 back and forward, checking in with Murder Mike, and a lot more. We'll get into some uh, crime stories uh, as well. Luhan Grisham, her next legislative session will focus on crime. Oh, it's election year.
service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape, True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And what, and what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's paper shelves and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Lining. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with the purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973 for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. If you've been looking for guns and ammo lately, you know how hard it's been to find what you're looking for. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, they expect demand to remain high throughout at least the first quarter of 2021, which means some shops and online sellers will charge crazy prices. Here's the pledge from Los Ranchos Gun Shop. You'll get a fair price and the kind of treatment you deserve to protect your home, your family, and yourself. 
Experience Los Ranchos Gun Shop on 4th Street, south of Osuna. Or shop online at shop.losranchosguns.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. All right, as we put things together, we start with the weather. Partly cloudy skies right now, and it's 86 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, quickly, that accident on Paseo del Norte, really tough stuff. It's Paseo westbound right past the River Bridge. It's taken up a couple of lanes, and it's backed up all the way to I-25. Definitely use Alameda as the alternative route today. If you're on Eubank, still a bit cranky coming away from Chico, northbound on Eubank from Chico to the I-40. And the drive uh, still a little slow there on Rio Bravo. Westbound, the worst of it seems to be between Broadway and 2nd as you make your way to the South Valley. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. They've got that family of five meal deal. Incredible. Just you'll get it online and then go show it to them. It's a great special for you. Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. Tacos.theplaceilike.com. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock and Talk. You're in the Kiva. This is our last dance, no doubt about it. Uh, this is it. All you got, all you got. Give me all you got. Like Al Pacino in Heat, you might remember that. That movie's 26 years old now. Hard to believe. Hoo-ah. I don't know. Sent up a woman older than Heat. I don't know. A uh, little, little. That scene was the first ever De Niro no scene. Oh, that was great. That was great. Huh? There's another side to that coin. <laughs> if I have to take uh, you out. I will not be. I will not hesitate. <laughs> not for a moment. <laughs> what are you? What are you looking to become a penologist? <laughs> uh, by the way, all the shows posted. You can find them uh, right there. Uh, the, I'm getting uh, people are cracking under pressure, including other talk show hosts uh, while they're out there. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you don't get the stones to do it, just get off. Uh, LOL. TJ Trout just called Manny Manny Aragon, <laughs> Mister Aragon. <laughs> So there you go. He went straight to scoop. Uh, Eddie, where's Gary Larson? We need him. Remember the far side? Oh, yes. Oh, incredible. Maybe, uh, I don't know. It's amazing. Don't worry uh, soon, Eddie. They will be putting our children in those clear hamster balls. I can just picture it now. Hundreds of clear plastic balls with children inside crashing into each other on the playground. It will be absolutely epic. 
We're getting to that point, aren't we? No, we're past that point here in the state of New Mexico. Boy. Torrance County Commission passed resolution protecting local boards from the New Mexico PED. Great job. Good uh, you, we've boys. got uh, four other school districts. I think it was uh, Floyd at Roswell, right? I think, uh, I think Artesia back. was down there, too. Artesia, oh, boy. The Bulldogs. Mighty, mighty Bulldogs. Uh, some employers are requiring employees wanting to use sick leave to be tested before they come back to work. Let me read this slowly. Some employers are requiring employees wanting to use sick leave to be tested before they come back to work. I think so. That stands up, by the way. If your employer asks you to be tested to come back, that stands up. They can't. I don't want to speak out of turn here, but they can force you to be vaccinated, but you at least would have a legal argument because either for religious reasons, for, there's like a few exemptions right, there are. Yep, yep. Yeah, that you can get out of getting vaccinated, just so you know, and they cannot fire you. So um, I know that I was sent that earlier. Man, I just didn't have it. Eddie, ocean root and oregano grows wild up in the Brazos River area. Nice. nice. My family has land, land, land up there. I like it when people say, he landed up over there. He landed up there. Don't you know? He landed up over there, I think. I was hanging out with a couple of guys from Moda this weekend. One of the guys that works for my dad, his name is Anthony Pino. I love talking to him the whole weekend. Before I left, I was like, I'm from Moda too. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh, the most friendly people. We were hanging out with the Hickorias up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the Hickorias. You know, they got, uh, and, uh, you know, the, 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 the main runner, I think he runs the 800 meters, Cody. I don't know his last name, Cody. Um, he, he's, he won the state championship. Look him up. Cleveland runner. I don't know his last name. I like to give him props, him and his family, nicest people. Big steak dinners. I'll be eating, smoking big cigars. All right, Impact, check this out, Eddie. Impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the early childhood cognitive development. Initial findings. Jericho in, Cleveland? Uh, no, no. His name is Cody, I think. Okay. And he's an 800 runner. Oh, just there's a mention here of Volcano Vista's Jericho Cleveland. No, no, no. Okay. The guy's from Cleveland High School. Cleveland High School. Yeah, nicest kid. I was telling him, uh, anyway, just be a good kid. Initial findings in the longitudinal observational study of child health. Children born during pandemic now have lower IQs, according to a new study. Brown University researchers found that young children's, that young children's average IQ fell by nearly 22 points during the pandemic. Wow. Can that be a thing? Children need stimulation when you lock yeah, them up in a room somewhere. How would you even get to that study? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah. I can't run with that. Sorry. Yeah. I don't care where it's printed and what website. I'm certainly willing to believe they were impacted negatively, but that's a you pretty know, dramatic result. No, and then you don't have, this is just, whatever this is, this is made up, folks. Okay, don't, this is not something you want to retweet or post or whatever you guys do on your uh, social media. So just get that garbage out of there. That's what makes conservatives look bad when you start posting crap like that. I could tell you on the face of it, I don't believe it. Okay? I really don't. Oh, children born... COVID, they're saying. Not How do test cognitive ability of an infant? They're so young at this point. There's zero ability. Five years well, all these people are start running in the kids. I want to see if my kid's smart or not. If not, well, I'm going to get rid of them. I mean, it's it's only, like, that's what you would be looking at. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Eddie, everything up north is cherry, bro. I love that. They do say that a lot. Eee, that's cherry. I love that. President, uh, oh, dro- the signal. 
Went all the way to Chama, no? Nice. All the way straight to Chama. Uh, you can test child's highway. IQ as early as two, mm-hmm. but those results may not be accurate and may in fact no. change with age. The best time is between five and eight. I don't think we've had between five and eight years since Rona yet. Like, well, Rona, we've had 17 months. You can't even yeah, test yeah, the kids for even, two. Let's, not get, even let's close. get real. Yeah. Uh, Biden just went on TV and blamed me for his failure with Afghanistan. That's from President Trump. That's that um, he was not peer-reviewed, too. So, we're, yeah, good, good to red flag it, Eddie. <laughs> Well, I'm just, I mean, on the face of it, I mean, that's, the, that's one of the things that um, I think discernment comes to me very quickly. There's another reason to vote for me versus any of the other candidates right there. Hmm. I mean, I will literally call BS on something right away. You want to play poker? We'll test that out. I'll, I'll, I'll bluff you out. Off your, off Some of them were born as early as July 2020, no. meaning they were conceived in late 2019 when there was oh. no Rona lockdowns and... Uh, so ridiculous. That's problematic. Uh, let's see... I'm 74. No gene therapy for me. Wasn't gene therapy the lead singer for The Kiss? <laughs> hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. That's right. There we go. Uh, Ryan. Oh, this is long, Ryan. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Now let's see if I can get to this. Okay. <clears throat> Let me start here. I'm an ICU nurse that has been on the front lines from the beginning. I will not be getting the shot, but I digress. Fix is in. My hospital, we're admitting asymptomatic patients. Why? There's a reason for that. Let's start right there, okay? Reason, they get paid. Bottom line driven. I don't care if it's a public hospital or a private hospital. They're bottom line driven. Public hospitals get paid by the government, but the state or the federal government. Private hospitals, they get incentivized through the insurance companies. By and large, both of them are going to get incentivized by both. So there you go, okay? Stuff that we've been telling you literally from the beginning. $14,000 for a positive test, $41,000 for um speak all event. Mm-hmm. And then changing the criteria for taking them off of the isolation. Ooh. In the past, positive patients were taken off isolation after 10 days unless they needed high-flow oxygen therapy. Then it was 20 days of isolation. Now, anyone who is documented being placed on any amount of oxygen, no matter how long, how low, excuse me, it is faces 20 day isolation period period. I would love to know this. This is an, this is like um, entrapment on top of it all. The infectious disease team won't release from isolation unless the cycle count threshold is less than 35. When we already know the pop problematic uh, testing stuff that's out there. So, you know, the, the fix is in, this is from directly from an ICU nurse. When we start seeing stories of hospitals being overrun and filled to the max. This is why. So the recap, we're cranking up the admission rate of COVID patients and lowering the threshold for admission. There you go. By the way, if someone comes in for a heart attack and is positive, it counts towards COVID admission. And also we're creating bottlenecks to keep population numbers high. Sky is instantly, constantly falling and we're all going to die, right? That's that's the whole yep, thing. Yep. I mean, this is just a horrible They got used to all that situation. extra money and they don't want to let it go. So I'm killing people because I'm unvaccinated. If that's true, then everyone who voted for Biden has blood on their hands in Afghanistan. <laughs> My gosh, mic drop. That's the uh, text of the text of the month. Thank you for sharing. Parents push back using ADA discrimination. Definition of a disability requiring mask and vax or defining unvaxed system as compromised immune system. So I'll get to that later. We'll have to do more of a research. I'm not sorry. I like the music we are seeing, theme with variations, same template, different variant. Um, that news blurb just out, played at the top of the hour about snap aid and food stamps. Yep, that's what they do for socialism. Got you dependent. We're going to talk about that during our third hour with uh, General Greg Zanetti. Uh, we're going to break out Kabul, 
Afghanistan, all of that. Eddie, as a public school teacher, the first week of school was for processing all the free breakfast and free lunch programs. Parents lie on this application just for free in the land of the free. Doesn't everybody get breakfast no matter what at this point? Didn't we approve that in the early childhood and uh, everyone gets this, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Eddie. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Eddie, don't forget the Dems need an excuse to keep elections very loose and unsupervised. Hence the, okay. Liquid garlic, kyolic is excellent for immune health. I don't know what that is, but I will look at it. New Mexico students and employees to be tested for COVID, but not people coming over our border. Wow. No, Eddie. Okay, got that. I uh, read that already. Let's see. Inside a C-17 military transport plane belonging to the 436th Air Wing based at Dover, approximately 640 Afghan civilians disembarked the aircraft when it arrived at its destination. One defense official said this was the largest number of people ever aboard a C-17. We got the picture, folks. I'll send it to you, Dowd. Mm-hmm. Um, looks real enough. Looks strange enough, but in the era of Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no. Wow. What kind of world are we in right now? Eddie, we know wind solar won't power for $350 million, but what if they intend to kill off 90% as Bill Gates hoped for on YouTube? Would you do it much different? <laughs> Dangerous uh, vaccines, food shortages, energy shortages, then destroy the currency game set match. Listen to hour number three. Uh, that's how we get to 100% carbon-free electricity. We kill off half the population. <laughs> there's a reason for what's happening. It has to do with OPEC and how this is going to get everybody to uh, ETA. I mean, the mass and complete and total chaos that they're creating in the world right now, unbearable. It really is. Let's check in uh, with Murder Mike. Murder Mike, thanks for holding for so long. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Eddie. I hope you had a nice uh, couple of days off. But welcome back there, Senior Mr. Mayor. Welcome. I'm not Mr. Mayor yet. So. Oh, maybe I'll be. I'm going to yeah, be Mr. Uh, City Manager, and then we'll have a, de- City Manager, a deputy. There you go. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, there's a lot to, a lot of information to disseminate right now, so I'm going to okay. dive right into it, as Rudy would say. Uh, police are investigating a shooting that occurred near Indian School in San Mateo, which occurred shortly after 3 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, a man arrived at the Chevron station at Indian School in San Mateo, claiming he had been shot and needed medical attention. Uh, currently, his condition is is unknown, so we don't know if it's a homicide or not yet. It's still being investigated. So uh, uh, I haven't heard any un- any of the right units being called out yet. So I think he might still be alive. Hopefully, um, moving right into the what happened over the weekend on Thursday night, we had a shooting at the Los Ojos Local Sports Bar in Uptown. Thirty-year-old Lawrence and Zuris was shot and killed, and three others were injured. One of which was an employee of the establishment. Police say that a fight broke out when the suspect pulled out a gun and started shooting. Police are still looking for the suspect or suspects and are asking for anyone with information to come forward. And then again on Friday, the tragedy hit. On Friday, on the 13th at 12:45, a shooting occurred at Washington Middle School in downtown Albuquerque. The incident occurred during lunch between two 13-year-old boys. One boy was shot multiple times while standing up for a fellow student who was being bullied. The boy is currently in custody. Then moving right on to Sunday, we had the officer-involved shooting, which occurred Sunday afternoon at around 3 o'clock, where police were investigating an occupied stolen vehicle that was in the parking lot of the Walmart in Wyoming and Northeastern. When police approached the vehicle, the suspects fled on foot towards North Northbound towards Manal. During the pursuit, one suspect pulled a gun and fired at police. Officers then returned fire, killing one of the suspects. The second suspect was taken into custody without incident. And 
later Sunday night, police responded to an aggravated assault in, in the 8600 block of Central uh, Northeast, that's in Central in Wyoming. And as officers arrived, they found the man in the middle of the road dead. He, had, he was. It was obvious that the man had died from blunt force trauma. No information has been released yet, and the homicide detectives are still conducting their investigation. So is that? So, so stop, stop. Hey, hey Mike, Mike, let me let me yes, get a Okay, please. I know your ears don't work as good when your uh, when your mouth's going on that. So let's talk for a moment here. Let's break this down uh, one by one. Uh, we were at, right. we were at eighty two going into Thursday or eighty. Um, and let's just look at sheer numbers because uh, this is something that's thrown around. Uh, City of Albuquerque, Mayor Tim Keller revised, if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? I believe and so. Dowd is an absolute stickler on these numbers. Yeah, so, yeah, we were at 82, you're right. Yeah, yeah 82, yeah. right? Is that correct? So 83 Thursday, 84 with the young boy. Friday. At uh, Friday, yeah. And then from what looks like to be blunt force trauma Sunday night, that would be 85, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, but have they ruled that a homicide as of yet? That's not going to stick in the numbers. Uh, the shooting that happened today, they don't know what's going on on that one yet. No, so I didn't say this. Mike, Mike, just follow me here, please. So oh, the, yes. the the Sunday night is 85, is that correct? Oh, correct, yes. Okay, Late so Sunday night, aggravated assault. Late Sunday assault. night, aggravated assault. So that's uh, 85. So here we are um, potentially with number 86 here on, on this Monday. The state police were on the scene. I saw pictures. Sent them so we are we are 85 potentially 86 so the numbers uh, are getting driven um, considerably higher very quick let's do a drill down on all the um, boy just an awful weekend I thought one of the things that uh, Joe Monahan did do uh, well is he did good did, did a great job of encapsulating you know sort of the mood of all of it so good job Joe on that um, but uh, his he has a Monday morning homicide count at 83. We have 85. We started 82. He started with 80. Um, and then as uh, Benny Hargrove, who lost his life uh, by a fellow student, Juan Saucedo Jr. And apparently they're looking at the father um, as they should and as there should be. And this is all of our criminal you know, history. I think the way that it's kind of uh, angled here, though, that uh, Juan was showing his son how to use a gun and all this, that's not the, the, the problem. The, the, the problem is the fact that, again, we have criminals like his father who already had guns, right, or who had the ability to get it and probably had a rap sheet, as is now indicated, and there was no justice system that was done about it. And likely there wouldn't have been a gun in the house had Mr. the Salcedo Sr. So this falls on the hands of Raul Torres, right, who's now running for attorney general. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, please. And also, he cycled through all of this. According to the uh, write-up, he shot and wounded another parent during a fight while in the pickup lane at Highland High School. <laughs> District Attorney Raul Torres did not prosecute, saying both parties had, quote-unquote, valid defense. The blood of this man is on the District Attorney Raul Torres, who is seeking higher office. According to the legal beagles of uh, one Joe Monahan, they said there may be more in the background of Mr. Salcedo that could reveal how the sins of the father were passed to the son. This is easy, easily stoppable. Yeah, you do. I know. This is easily stoppable. Wasn't prosecuted. This is our turnstile justice system. Um, and really, I mean, Raul Torres, one of the uh, best friends there of uh, Tim Keller. All right. Do the drill down in less than two minutes on the stats from the weekend through today. 
Okay, well, I might throw this in. At the end of August of last year, we, we only had 47 homicides, and there were only nine in the month of August of uh, 2020. So that kind of gives you an idea of how it, it's escalated. So stat-wise, yeah. I'm going to quickly jump into that. Uh, I'm not five, this is just yeah. for Sunday night alone because okay. uh, it was just crazy. There was five uh, aggravated assaults. There was 19, 19 shots fired Sunday night. Ten of which occurred between the hours of 2.45 and 2.48 in the morning. So in three minutes, there was 10 shots fire calls all in the area of Kahn. So this could be related to the shooting that occurred, or the, the, uh, the trauma, the blood force trauma that occurred later. It could have been gang-related, possibly. Anyway, that's, that's just Let, Yeah, let's not speculate. But, uh, there was 57, I mean, three overdoses, two of them which were nine echoes, which were uh, not breathing, uh, unconscious, not breathing. There was four drunks, down and out drunks. There was three uh, domestic disputes, and there was three uh, suicide calls, and there was four uh, stolen car reports. And that was just Sunday night alone between the hours of about 10 o'clock and 3 a.m. So that's a quick look at the, right. the stats, Eddie, and uh, what happened. Mike, I'll uh, see you uh, tomorrow. And Murder Mike, uh, we'll have Murder Mike, MurderMike.com uh, tuned up very quickly. So oh, great to hear from well, him again. It is, and he sounds good. He Let's does. Strong, strong. All right, it is time to put things together. Let's start with the weather. It's a little bit of a partly cloudy deal going on right now, but it uh, is not going to be a rain experience until later this weekend. Right now it's 84 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, on the uh, roadways right now, the worst drive seems to be Paseo del Norte, westbound right past the river. The accident is now rock solid alert. It's been in uh, the right two lanes now uh, since right around 510, and that's got you backed up onto the northbound 25 transition to Paseo del Norte, westbound. A lot of folks are taking uh, Alameda instead. That drive is going to be rough stuff all the way back from Balloon Fiesta Park into the west side, uh, Coors Boulevard, is where you start to see speeds come back. And if you're driving on Eubank right now, things are uh, improved uh, uh, coming away from the base. But on Wyoming, for some reason, the northbound trip is sluggish right there before Academy all the way to Burleson. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Monty Cigar Shop. Largest humidor in the southwest means a largest selection of cigars, and that means a great selection of prices. You're going to get what you want at the price you want. Monty Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, let's hit the top of the hour news, and then I'll be back with uh, Greg Zanetti. We'll talk about Afghanistan. We'll do that when we return. Thanks for listening. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is conceding the situation in Afghanistan fell apart faster than the U.S. expected. Speaking from the White House, Biden stood by his decision to withdraw, even as the Taliban effectively took control of the capital city of Kabul. President Biden saying the buck stops with him, but blaming his predecessor and the Afghans as well. When I came into office, I inherited a deal that President Trump negotiated with the Taliban. Under his agreement, U.S. forces would be out of Afghanistan by May 1, 
2021, Afghanistan political leaders gave up and fled the country. The Afghan military collapsed, sometime without trying to fight. At least seven people are dead after Afghans rushed the tarmac of the Kabul airport following the Taliban's takeover. USA Radio News. Watchdog Radio is looking for a co-host. Yes, you heard me correctly. Nationally syndicated radio show and popular podcast. Rockstar Radio with Billy Gerard is looking for a co-host. In fact, two segment co-hosts. One will join Billy weekly talking about all things financial and another for a weekly review of the national real estate and mortgage market. Co-hosting with Billy Gerard could be the move that puts your career into overdrive. For all the details and to schedule an audition with Billy, send it to Bill at Rockstar.com. That's Bill at Rockstar.today. Or go to Rockstar.today slash co-host for all the details. Rockstar Radio is looking for two expert co-hosts. It could be you. Email Bill at Rockstar.today. Or go to Rockstar.today slash co-host. Being on the radio with Billy will make you the expert in the field. It could take your career over the moon. Get all the audition details at Rockstar.today slash co-host. A cell phone provider is investigating a possible data breach. Vice versa reporting claims of a data breach involving T-Mobile customers. The company says they're investigating a claim on an online forum which says the personal data of over 100 million users has been breached. T-Mobile saying we are aware of claims made in an underground forum and have been actively investigating their validity. The hacker telling Vice that the data came from T-Mobile's servers including social security numbers, phone numbers, names, physical addresses, and driver's license information. The hacker is reportedly holding some of the data for ransom. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott. High school students getting ready for college are paying attention to the cost of their higher education. A new survey revealed 4 in 10 say cost is the most important factor when it comes to deciding where they'll attend school. Six in ten students heading to college said the way they look at higher education changed due to the pandemic. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alarouche. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. The Delta variant of COVID-19 is continuing to wreak havoc across the nation. The spread of the Delta variant has led to a rise in COVID cases in the U.S. The country is averaging about 129,000 new cases per day over the last seven days. Dr. Michael Osterholm believes the current pace could be sustained for at least another month. The director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy tells NBC News how the current uptick is spreading from its beginnings in the South. We're now seeing in the southeast, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, southern Illinois all start to take off. We're seeing in the northwest in states like Oregon and uh, Washington. So even if this uh, increase that we're seeing in the southern Sunbelt states, which has been dramatic, we're at 83,000 hospitalizations today. A month ago, we were uh, at about 25,000. So it gives you a sense of what's happened just in the last month. And if these other states take off, then I think this surge could sustain itself for uh, at least another four to six weeks. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki.
The public will hear from the New York State Assembly Judiciary Committee regarding its investigation into Governor Andrew Cuomo. Assembly Speaker Carl Heskey and the Judiciary Chair say they will continue to review evidence and issue a final report on its investigation into the governor. Some, including Cuomo accusers, have criticized Heskey after he said he was ending the impeachment investigation. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. All right, as we put things together and start our third hour, we're going to start with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande, and looks like the uh, partly cloudy skies out there. Uh, not going to produce much rain-wise. That comes this weekend right now, 84 degrees at the Rock of Talk, and still suffering there on Pasad del Norte westbound, right beyond the river. A couple of lanes blocked with an accident that has us stuck onto the I-25 northbound transition to the westbound Paseo del Norte flyover. A lot of folks using Alameda as your alternative. That's going to be tough as well right now from Balloon Fiesta Park westbound all the way across over to uh, looks like uh, you'll get speeds back right past the river. All right. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe in Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, the cleanest salon in all of Rio Rancho. You can go in with confidence knowing that there is everything, every detail is taken care of to make sure you are treated in the best possible way at their salon. Get hair, skin, nails, all of it, and you can get some Canyon Water Salon Deluxe on Country Club Plaza at Country Club Plaza on Southern in Rio Rancho. All right, with that, we're up to date. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. I'm just trying to be a father, raise a daughter and a son, be a lover to their mother, everything to everyone, up and at them bright and early, I'm all business in my suit, yeah I'm dressed up for success, from my head down to my boots, I don't do it for the money, there's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory, I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good under pressure, being all that I can be. I can't call in sick on Monday when the weekend's been too strong. I just work straight through the days, some all night long. Can bet that I stand ready when the wolf growls at the door. Hey, I'm solid. Hey, I'm steady. Hey, I'm true down to the core. And I will always do my duty, no matter what the price. I've counted up the cost. I know the sacrifice. Boy, and I don't want to die for you, but if dying's asking me, I'll bear that cross with honor, cause freedom don't come free. I'm an American soldier, an American, beside my brothers and my sisters. I will proudly take the stand with liberties and jeopardy. I will always do what's right. I'm out here on the front lines, sleeping peace at night. American soldier, I'm an American. Six 
106 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk on AM 1600, KIVA, BQ.FM. Little Toby Keith in the house here on this Monday, as well as uh, General Greg Zanetti is here as well. We're going to, I told you all show long, we're going to delve into Afghanistan, Kabul, and of course, uh, be thinking of all of our soldiers who have paid the ultimate price in all of that nearly 20 years. And we've got ourselves an international crisis of super epic proportions happening. Uh, welcome in a gubernatorial candidate uh, for Governor 2022, General Greg Zanetti. How are you? Uh, well, I'd like to tell you I'm doing great today, but I don't think anybody's doing great today based on what's happening out there. And so, Eddie, my goal today is really not so much about the governor's race, but to try to audience, which is very well some context about what's happening. And we all know the anger and the emotions are high. And this is what you said. This is something of epic proportions. So again, the goal is maybe I can bring something to the conversation you're not going to hear on other radio stations or on the TV tonight. And then I'd actually like to try to bring this back to New Mexico in kind of a way you wouldn't expect and what we can expect to come from this that, again, may not be what your listeners expect to come. So with that as introduction, uh, let's start with how could an army that President Biden said 300,000 well-trained, well-equipped Afghans just crumble in a matter of days. a week? Yeah, days, yeah. week. I mean, boom, down it goes. What people don't understand, it's a mindset that we have in the West. We think in terms of nation states. It's not like that over there at all. It, it's tribal. And what you'll find in these societies in the Middle East and throughout out that part of the world is that alliances and allegiances change very quickly. If one tribe starts to get too powerful, you'll see a tribe that had been friendly with that tribe suddenly switch sides and go to the other side. They don't see that as treason. They don't see that as disloyal. Well, that, that's just trying to keep the balance of power, you know, relative across all these different tribes. They're constantly changing their loyalties. And for Americans, this is very hard for us to understand, you know, who even choose a sports team and, and never give up on it. And so what we have here is a situation where when we went into Afghanistan, we became a major tribe. And we had groups side with us and groups side against us. And now once we pulled out, well, now there's this giant vacuum. And so, you know, maybe a, a better way to do the analogy is uh, let's look at the Saudis. It didn't used to be called Saudi Arabia. It was just Arabia. The Saudis were a tribe, Eddie. And when the British pulled out, they empowered the Saudis to basically run the place for them. And all the other tribes were kind of left out. Well, how and then, of course, they renamed the country after themselves. It became Saudi Arabia. It'd be like us naming America Clinton America or mm -hmm. Obama America. Right. All right. Got it. So what happens over there, though? The Saudis are very aware that there are all these other tribes. Out there. And to keep them calm so they don't all rise up against them. All right, well, this has kind of been Afghanistan. We have been over there, and then a number of tribes kind of sided with us. They could take advantage of the situation, and now all of a sudden we're gone, 
and those 300,000 Afghans were like, oh my gosh, all right, right. got these weapons, got this equipment. The strength, the right. faith just decimated. So they switched sides almost immediately and said, all right, look, we're on your side now, and we're not going to put up any resistance. Don't kill us. And we wonder why, why, it, helps, helps, why, why it fell so quickly. And so what will eventually happen over there is the natural tension that you see in these tribal societies will emerge, and they will start rebalancing all of this thing. But it's one reason why those societies have trouble advancing. They are so busy countering and moving and counter-moving and so on to maintain this balance. It's hard for cooperation to move forward. So, I think uh, well, I heard a stat this morning, which I thought was kind of amazing. The Taliban, during this entire time, uh, General Sennetti, was they were able to assemble a massive amount of guns, right. ammunition, sure. maybe more than anybody, any standing army in the world. I found that sort of hard to believe amongst uh, the various countries where the Taliban is is uh, uh, sort of connected. They were able to do that over you know the period of time for 20 years. Well, sure. Waiting for this moment. Right. Because Russians and Chinese and other uh other tribes from even other countries mm -hmm. were feeding in to balance the power. And so this was a frustration to our soldiers always over there in Iraq and Afghanistan is we would get a group of guys together. We would train them up. We would equip them. We would do all of these things for them. And then one month later, they had abandoned us and gone over to another tribe and said, well, wait, what, what's going on here? Right. And they would come back and say, well, you were getting too powerful. We had to balance this. And we would just shake our heads like, what is going on here? So we'd bring in foreign area officers. The foreign area officers would meet the, with the tribal chiefs, and they would give all the yes, yes, yes answers. And then three months later, it was completely the opposite. And to them, it wasn't betrayal. It wasn't being disloyal. This is just the way it is. How come you don't understand this culture? And we saw it at the individual level. I'll get to the Gitmo stories here in just a minute. But you know, one of my friends, Colonel Paul, was just beyond belief when he got back from his deployment. He said, we would equip them. We would give them uniforms and boots and, you know, and all this different stuff. Two days later, they'd have gone back to their village and they sold it all and took the money. And then we, they'd come back and they'd and say, well, we need to train you. Where, where's all your equipment? Oh, I sold it. <laughs> but we gave it to you so we could train you. Well, just give me some more. But we give you more, you're going to sell it. Well, yes, once you give it to me, it's mine. I could deal with it. Without, I mean, this was the kind of thinking that they had to deal with over there. And to the Western mind, this is all very foreign. It's like, how in the world are we going to make this work? Mm -hmm. And so you're going to hear over the next several days how all this was messed up beyond all recognition. You're going to hear all the things, you know, we should have gotten our allies out. You know, we should have gotten the equipment out. We should have done all these basic things. And all that is true. But the foundational problem was that we could never get a grip on this tribal system and we kept trying to impose a nation state type system on it and it was never going to work. And the evaluation, was the evaluation done through the soldiers, uh, through the uh, units that were out there? Were we tasking them or did we bring in specialists or oh, yeah. did we try to apply a template, uh, sure. something that's worked? Yeah. What, so give us the, the skinny of how we got to this point and why it didn't work and how it crumbled so quickly. Well, the, the Brits had the same issue. The French had the same issue. You know, it, it, no matter who goes in there, they always have the same issues. So that begs the question, why get involved in the first place? And, you know, I don't have a problem with getting involved at all, given what happened with uh, 
9-11 or the way that this right. went down. I mean, given our level of perception and understanding or I should say information insofar as I believe that it is to be correct, there's no reason for me to think it is not. I don't think we went in there with bad intentions. I don't know what natural resources Afghanistan has or anything else. You know, I look at this from a standpoint of, you know, this was a complete and total neutralization of a major enemy of the United States. Right. And so the question is, when how do you then extricate yourself? Well, when we went in after 9-11, I'm with you. I totally get that. We took out the training bases. We took out the terrorist groups. We made it very clear that we were prepared to take action in the event that they did this again. And, of course, this is now the charge now. It's going to become the training ground for terrorists, and we're, we're going to see it all happen again. Uh, we'll see. I have my doubts because they saw what happened the first time. Do they really want to bring that back in and wait another two decades? Probably not. The bigger issue, and, and this is one that I want your listeners to get a, a, um, a bigger framework on, and what are going to be the long-term effects of this? And now it goes back to our currency. Because remember the deal that we have in the, with the Middle Eastern nations, Eddie, that trade oil in dollars and dollars only in exchange for protection of the OPEC nations. And this was the deal Henry Kissinger cut back during the Nixon administration. And so the dollar has had this advantage in that if you were French and you wanted a barrel of oil, you had to exchange it back at the time. French francs are now euros. Then for dollars, then you got your oil. Well, you know, the French called this our exorbitant privilege. We said, well, yeah, you defend the Middle East. All right. So now get out a map and look what's happened over the last I don't know, five, 10 years, 15 years in the Middle East. What's happened with Iraq? Is that really under American control right now? Probably not. How about Syria? How about Lebanon? Look at Afghanistan. Now the Saudis and OPEC are looking at this deal that we have, you know, trading oil for dollars and saying, wait, the deal was you would defend us. And now we are watching in real time your ability to defend a nation and how good your word is. And now you have pulled out under these circumstances. We are watching in real time this disaster unfold. And we're watching your president, I would say, stumble through a press conference blaming everybody else for. It wasn't that interesting. Uh, I don't want to get into that anymore because I don't want to give that any yeah. air. But, you know, that was an embarrassment. You no doubt caught it one uh, forty-five this afternoon as he just came out. But, right. you know, it's an attempt to just, uh, you know, circumvent any sort of personal responsibility that uh, he should have had. This is one of the things that they did almost immediately. I mean, even so go so far as to say, well, this is all on Trump. Right. Yeah. No, that, that was stunning in, in its um, lack of accountability. And so don't think the world isn't looking at this and saying, okay, wait, let's start connecting some dots. The petrodollar deal, which supports the currency of the United States is now suspect. And by the way, the way you know that, you might have seen that OPEC just just rejected President Biden's, uh, I hate to say it like that, Biden's um, request to open the spigots, turn them on, bring down oil prices. And they basically told him to pound sand. And so you can see what's happening here. The petrodollar deal, and I know this seems so arcane to your listeners, but it is very important to the security of the United States. 
that the dollar remain the world's currency of choice because if it doesn't, if demand for dollars is falling because you don't need dollars to buy oil, while simultaneously the supply of dollars is soaring as we pass trillion dollar bill after trillion dollar, you know, spending package, well, one trillion last week, three and a half trillion coming. If supply of dollars soars while demand for dollars drops, what happens to the value of your currency? Right. So then what happens to prices? So now what happens to the credibility you mentioned earlier of the United States of America? And it's not only its military leadership, but it's economic leadership, it's cultural leadership, it's diplomatic leadership on down the line. This is what's on full display right now. And, you know, it's remarkable. It's almost exactly 555 months after the fall of Saigon. And we're watching the exact same things play out. But the bigger picture is America's standing in the world and the standing of the dollar based on how we have handled this situation. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Would you be willing to go so far as to say that uh, they wanted to accelerate this process uh, by pulling out of Afghanistan? They knew that this would exacerbate yes. the oil situation. Yeah. You think it's that sinister? And uh, yeah, Joe Biden or, or had no in, idea what he was doing, and they knew how to play this out. Right, or inept. And, and any, anybody, I, don't, I don't think, I, I, you know, this level of I know. right incompetence, you can't just, just attribute it to, like, you didn't know what you was doing. I mean, he's uh, one of our most senior seasoned senators becoming right. president, been in D.C. for 50 years. Uh, you know, eventually you start to understand that if you kick uh, one of those pieces of wood that's supporting that the whole house of cards will fall. Right. And I think that they knew this going in. This is why they did it. Uh, you sort of drew the lines delineating uh, the uh, financial aspect and OPEC right. and oil. And what's the big push? The Energy Transition Act here right. in New Mexico or right. going full-blown green energy? Uh, I mean, there's the progressives are seeing this as a celebration. A, we say that we pull out. Uh, that's a good thing because we want non-intervention and we're hands-off and let those countries right. run themselves. And why do we want to lose a soldier in uh, Afghanistan to, well, look, ladies and gentlemen, uh, all these things are sort of colluding to the point where oil is now going to go from $3 to $5 right. to $8. Right. And then no one's going to want it. So everyone's going to go and say, oh, well, what, what has exacerbated the situation? Well, what happened in Afghanistan? Did? Sure. And, and you mentioned the timing of it. Eddie, everyone has known. I mean, for all history, you go to war in the spring, in particular in the Middle East. Nobody goes to war in the winter. If they had just pushed this off until October, November, could we have bought months to get the equipment out, to get our allies out, the people who cooperated with us, to save their lives, you know, to set up some structure where you wouldn't have what's happening right now and all these atrocities, people being pulled out of cars and shot and so on. Let, let, uh, let me pull this uh, up for, for everybody. Currently in Kabul, Afghanistan at, uh, I don't know, 2 a.m., 71 degrees. Tomorrow's 87. So you're yeah. giving these people full, full carte blanche to go ahead and operate 24-7. Right. And they had to go now, 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 because, you know, what, two months from now, three months from now, it's going to be too cold. So could we have waited a couple of months and at least slowed this down? Well, in the Middle East, absolutely, because, yeah, you don't go to war in November. That's stupid. 37 degrees, the average temperature uh, during the winter. Perhaps uh, uh, would have been well. It would have been solid for them to read uh, Art, Z 
uh, Sun Tzu's The Art of War. Right. And so now we all just kind of scratch our heads saying, what's going on here? And by the way, I think the military's got to, got to take some responsibility in this. General Milley, okay, where were you, buddy? I mean, where were the briefings? Where was the, I don't know, the, the, the tactics, the techniques, the procedures on how we are going to do this? And look, I get it. We can't stay in Afghanistan forever, but, you know, this plan or lack thereof, I mean, there's no way that, that there was a thoughtful process in place to, to, limit, to limit the damage. There was uh, absolutely nothing that was thoughtful about this. This appears to be uh, reckless, uh, deliberate, and more an attempt to sort of uh, overthrow the uh, existing financial powers uh, that be and uh, uh, create this new world order, right. at and least I, from my, my angle. Right. You're making that connection. And so while we're all seeing it through the context of just Afghanistan, just military, just atrocities, no, 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 to the rest of the world, this is a much bigger event. And the Chinese understand it very clearly. You've seen what they've done. I mean, they're mocking us right now. And they've already reached out to the government, the emirate, I guess is what they're calling it, as well as the Russians. And what are they saying, Eddie? They're saying, we won't put any troops in there. We're not there to be, you know, another tribe. We just want to put money in your pocket in exchange for your natural resources. Mm -hmm. We will bring roads. We will bring bridges. We will bring pipelines. We will welcome you into. So they're not the honest broker. They're just the other guy, the opportunist. Right. Right. Got it. And of course, the Taliban are going to need some allies to keep this thing going. They're going to have to try to build some economy. And so this is the play where you will see, you know, America's power receding and this, the One Belt, One Road initiative that China and Russia laid out what, 15, 16 years ago to unite the great land power from Europe all the way across to China and Japan. Say, they said, look, we don't need to fight the United States. What we have to do is unite this massive continent with all the technological abilities in Germany and in Europe and, you know, all, all this, with the natural resources of Russia and all the stands, Kazakhstan, you know, Turkmenistan and so on, and the manufacturing floor to the world in Asia, let's unite. And we will form a great land power where we don't have to go to war. I'm looking right now at the map. Uh, you're exactly right. Iran connected to Afghanistan, right. connected to uh, Pakistan, and how easy is it to take over the? Uh, right. I don't know how many people are in Tajikistan uh, and uh, Dushanbe, but it can't be more than a few million, uh, from what I remember. I think it's the least, least uh, populated, along with Turkmenistan. Right, and, and now now pull in Turkey and Syria and Lebanon, and what do you have left? Basically, you've got Israel, Saudi Arabia. What Oman, Kuwait, becomes the Persian Empire all over again, almost. Right, right. This is what's happening over there, and so a great big puzzle piece just fell. And to think that this will not affect our currency, our standard of living, our our national security, this isn't reasonable. And so this is where we are right now. So how do we then adapt? I mean, that that's going to be our question. Well, right now you've seen what's happening with, with Biden. All it is is the blame game. Okay, that's probably not the way to go about this, but this is where we are. So what I'd ask your listeners to do this, watch OPEC. Watch OPEC start to switch 
its alliances over to China and Russia and join this, what they called the One Belt, One Road initiative to unite the giant land power. That's the bigger picture of what's going on out there. I'm looking at uh, something uh, here, and uh, this is very interesting. It talks about the Wakhan Corridor in Afghanistan, bordering China, 46 miles long, running at 5,000 meters. And uh, it is only one way to cross that border is through the Wakir Pass, which is uh, part of the China China's Silk Road trading route in right. the early Middle Ages. So right. here we are returning uh, to some of the Dark Ages, uh, if you will. And it talks about uh, British Empire rule uh, and how China and Afghanistan uh, as not recognizable as close neighbors, but are now close neighbors. And uh, this makes a lot of sense. No, no, that's fascinating you bring that up. If you overlaid a map of Marco Polo's trade routes and the, the Silk Road as it existed back in the Middle Ages, and you overlay the One Belt, One Road initiative trade routes, it is stunning about how they line up. The Germans have an old saying, geography is history. And there's a lot of truth to that. And right smack dab in the middle of this Eurasian continent is Afghanistan. And you have to deal with everything that comes with Afghanistan that we started with at the top of the show, all these tribes. And no one has cracked the code on this. But it's, we're now in the next chapter, and it's a chapter absent the Americans. Yeah, it certainly is. It talks about the Middle East, subcontinental Asia during the 19th century and uh, goes straight through Mao Zedong uh, when uh, the great leap forward for them. And uh, I didn't know this, but China only has one time zone. And when you leap across that border, you go back three and a half hours yeah, uh, half just in, in, in just over going over the line. So, three and a half centuries. <laughs> so, this is, so now we're talking about Russia. We're talking about China and now Afghanistan. And them all battling it out uh, for that area with uh, probably no hegemonic right. uh, United States power going forward. Right. And so what does this mean for us back yeah. in New Mexico? Yeah. All right. We're going to have oil. Yeah. It, oil. Meanwhile, we've shut off the Keystone Pipeline and we're doing everything we possibly can to crush the oil industry. It's the most foolish thing in the world. And then Biden's out there telling OPEC to turn on the spigots. and They're telling him, forget it. OK, well, we might want to change policy there. The next thing is you're looking at the decline of the dollar, which will lead to rising prices. Now, and let's connect this to our Already pension. with our inflation that we right. already have? Right. Okay. So now what does this mean to our investments? And remember, we've got, what, $45 billion here in New Mexico in pension funds and permanent funds. Well, you know, maybe we might want to think about changing the investment philosophy because the teacher's fund is already underfunded by $8 billion. We all know this. And we all know about the alleged mismanagement of these funds over the course of many, many years. Would we have an opportunity right now to change the mix, to reinvest for a new reality based on what's happening right now and to do it early and benefit at least the state of New Mexico? The answer is yes. Could New Mexico be a beneficiary of this in an odd way as the price of oil rises, as the price of natural resources rises, as we have to become more dependent on what we have on this continent and what we have in this state, which is actually great wealth. And we have the natural resources, Eddie. We have in this state four of the 17 rare earth elements. We have, we have oil. We have timber. We have timber. All of these things could be brought forth to help America get through this right now, but we need to open it up. 
Plus, we have the intellectual capabilities here at the labs, at our universities, at DARPA, at these Air Force bases that we are the, already, we are the birthplace of quantum computing, nanotechnology, micromachinery, artificial intelligence. It's all here to marry this. Could New Mexico go from worst to first? I, I truly believe that. But is this the way to go first to first? I mean, it is a way. I know. Uh, I mean, there's so much sacrifice. Can you imagine the economic calamity in terms of the international free trade that we have certainly benefited from uh, due to our uh, competitive advantage in so many industries? And right. putting our dollar on the, the, the back heels, certainly we can be self-sufficient. But, right. you know, what el- at what cost to the rest of the country? Huge. It's the hand we've been dealt right now, though, by this administration. So now, all right, so now we have to deal with it. And so I don't see us putting the pieces back together. We're not going back into Afghanistan next week to try to repair this damage. So how the do we The troops are only down? going in there uh, to rescue and get out existing assets. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. So it, with, with no chance whatsoever to go back. No. No. I mean, imagine. And do I, we want to anyway? No. It's, uh, we just shouldn't have left. Right. Given where we were at until there's more strength. But uh, just as far as the paradigm goes, has ever worked, whether it's, you know, Vietnam or Korea or take your pick of international. I'm not advocating one way or another. I'm simply just asking almost a historical question. When has the occupancy worked? It doesn't. The the way it works is actually the way America did it about 120 years ago when the Brits had the empire and they were trying to hold all this together. It was the Yankees who went into these countries and said, you know, the Brits put a soldier in your backyard. We're, we're going to put a dollar in your pocket. We're going to put together all of these. Uh, we'll, we'll put together the trade deals. We'll help you build electric plants and roads and bridges and pipelines. And economically, we'll become partners. It's when you transition from that trade kind of partnership into a military partnership that every empire in history kind of messes it up but it it's what empires have done throughout history and we fell into the same trap and actually in the same place as afghanistan so we've depended upon you for uh financial big picture direction and i kind of like to conclude there uh, if we can during our time this afternoon and what does it mean for uh joe q public out there who's seeing his dollar worth less and less less opportunity Coming in, uh, more shutdowns uh, might be inevitable in blue states. We're trying to prevent right. that uh, happening here. How can we push back and fight back uh, to somehow maximize what we can, uh, given the hand that we've been, well, that we're accepting? I shouldn't say been dealt because I don't like to be a victim. Right. Because uh, we're accepting this. When you don't stand up and speak out and say, I'm tired and I'm right. not going to deal with this anymore. I mean, this didn't have to happen this way. We didn't have right. to go into this direction. No, And it makes me angry to think that, you know, here's the public and they don't know why things are uh, becoming more and more expensive for them and their dollars worth less and uh, they're unhappier and unhappier. I mean, we're choosing to do this through this uh, forced uh, socialism in this country. Right. So it's just what you said, because we are not standing up, because we are not making our voices heard, because we are not pushing back, that they are constantly on the attack. So what should we do? The sharks smell blood. Right. And so... What we're always happy about is, well, we stopped them on this one thing. Well, okay, yeah, just uh, stopping one small thing doesn't prevent them from going on the attack yet again and again. 
it's time for us to take the offensive. It's time for us to start pushing our views and being relentless the same way they do it. I mean, when let's, for example, you go to the legislature, let's say that there's a pro environmental bill, the pro choice lobby, the unions, the teachers, every liberal group will go and testify in favor of an environmental bill. And meanwhile, you know, we're, we're doing just kind of the opposite on the uh, conservative side. What we'll do is what we'll have a pro business bill and that poor business committee has to, or group has to do it all by themselves. No other conservative group comes and joins them. And so there at the legislature, we have to do it. They are very good at working the press and the media that are with them on all of these issues. We are not so much. We have to start taking on their tactics, their techniques, their procedures, but always go on the attack, always go on the attack and never, never relent. There are more of us than there are of them, Eddie. And this is how we can start taking the state back. Uh, finally, just the last minute, if you don't mind here, you are out on the campaign trail. Right. And uh, you're out uh, raising money. You want to uh, take back this state. And nobody right. appreciates that more than me. I myself am the uh, in the mayoral race. Yeah, it's very great. exciting uh, for all of us as uh, conservatives as well. But uh, what does it look like? What are you hearing out on the campaign trail? It depends on where you are, and it depends on what week. Give uh, us a quick uh, overview over the last week and what parts of the places you've been. Well, let me do month. Uh, Las Cruces, the issue was voter or, uh, election integrity. If you get down to Sunland Park the next day, it was how many of our guys are still in prison from January 6th? where no, nothing happened to the Minneapolis or to the Portland or the Seattle uh, people. If you were in Alamogordo, that was last Sunday. The issue was corkscrewing on the mask mandates, and the Floyd, New Mexico was their message. If you were in Santa Fe two weeks ago, the issue was vaccine passports, and how did we get here? Uh, if Let's say I was with the Purple Heart guys on Saturday, and it was how can a 13-year-old shoot another 13-year-old? Eddie, it used to be if you're on the campaign trail, you had to hit on crime, taxes, schools, and you had the same campaign speech. There's no way you can do this now. The issues are changing way too fast. Yeah. Your head is on a swivel. You better be able to address it from a position of principle. And if you're addressing from principle, you, you can answer these questions very readily. But you just got into the mayor's race. You're going to see this. Uh, you cannot have a set stump speech. It's changing too fast. <laughs> well, it's perfect for me. Yeah, good point. You're very trained at this. Time, yeah, I don't know where we last time we've done this. How can people reach you in your campaign? Oh, uh, go to zanettiforgovernor.com. Zanetti, Z-A-N-E-T-T-I, forgovernor.com. And thanks for letting me talk about Afghanistan. Today. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you being here. We'll see you next week. Right, thanks, uh, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back. In Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. It's made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark and an old town anchor for almost 40 years. Right here at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com, a tribute to Breaking Bad and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else. Albuquerque really is the place I like, but things have really been changing and it's been a long time since I've been to church. Where do I go? Go to churches. Dot the place I like dot com and you'll find a church that's perfect. Churches dot the place I like dot com. Music is the great communicator on make us godly again dot com. Ooh, 
sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. Make us godlyagain.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot. The Mortgage Guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. Are you currently leasing but have always wanted to own a building? Looking to take advantage of all-time historically low interest rates? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Alarms are ignored, kill switches are easily detected and reconnected, RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber, and GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. All right, as we put things together, we start with the weather, noticing that uh, we had some partly cloudy skies, but uh, no rain in sight for today. Looks like uh, towards the weekend a better shot for that. Right now, it is 83 degrees at the Rock of Top. Still working that rock-solid alert on Paseo del Norte Westbound, right past the river for the last, uh, what, hour and a half. Uh, the two lanes that are blocked keep it very solid on I-25. And truly, uh, Alameda, not much of an alternative from I-25 now all the way up into Corrales. It is under 10 miles an hour, so just a test of patience there. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Live Spring at Salon Helena, Home of the salt room, where it's perfect for those of you who have problems with uh, uh, asthma and any kind of breathing problems. That salt room is really for you. And don't forget, you also get Canyon Water. Live spring at Salon Helena on Manal, just west of uh, Wyoming. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive into the Rock and Rock. Jig, I guess uh, we could say you too there in God's country. Country from uh, 1987's Joshua Tree album. Hard to believe 
so long ago, yet still so relevant uh, even to this year. D-Dowd Muska has all of your writing directly at rockoftalk.chat. Please subscribe ASAP. Jump on top of that. Uh, why don't you get all the good writings? Uh, he did do a feature on Afghanistan today. Very quickly, you could pick it up by going to rockoftalk.chat, subscribing for 15 cents a day. And uh, don't go through it, Dowd. We're going to talk about it uh, tomorrow. Okay. But uh, give us a little preview. Yeah, uh, just a look at what we interventionists think about uh, what happened, what's happening right now. Uh, those of us who've been fighting to get the hell out of Afghanistan for multiple administrations for 20 years, realizing what a disaster it's been. You've lost, ladies and gentlemen, $2.261 trillion in what's called the graveyard of empires. We lost 15 New Mexicans in this pointless quagmire. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that tomorrow, I suppose. All right. Uh, let's jump into the most read for the day. Uh, most read for the day yeah, at yeah, rockoftalk.chat. You yeah. can subscribe there, ladies and gentlemen. Daily email, the Daily Blast. Number one, profile of Floyd, New Mexico, the first school district to stand up to the PED, and let's give them a round of applause. Yes, good job. Uh, number two, Subway franchisees and their customers revolting against the the revolting Megan Rapinoe, the uh, the company. Oh, uh, very interesting wow. stuff going on there. Uh, I won't I, boycotting not, Subway. Not we want, Tom Brady. We want nothing to do with her. And you know, I don't get involved in this sports politics, but yeah. let me tell you, I love this story. It's a great <laughs> one from the Western Journal. Uh, number three, at Breitbart, profile of the uh, race to get Newsom out of office in California. Nice. Looking like it may really it's tight, Elber. very tight, but it could happen. And that, and, and Larry is leading uh, Larry. the way. A 69-year-old black man, conservative libertarian, uh, wonderful communicator, uh, fantastic fellow. Uh, number four, Florida's Delta surge. You know, Florida, they're killing everyone in Florida. The Ron DeSantis, that horrible governor. Looks like that Delta surge is starting to taper off a little in Florida, not really fitting the narrative, the, the Fauci narrative. And number five, I really like this, Eddie. Dr. Francis Collins, he's kind of this stepchild of Fauci. He's, mm. He directs the National Institutes of Health. Horrible yep. human being. He's talking about fighting <laughs> the epidemic of misinformation. Some of us call Ooh. his epidemic of misinformation free speech. There it is. He's D-Dowd, the Dowd 3000, with a fully workable computer by tomorrow, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So we'll be in uh, full effect tomorrow. Full three hours for just me and my buddy hanging out, my broadcasting partner, the Dowd 3000. See you tomorrow, 4 p.m. <laughs> Set eyes crooked crosses.